Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. Streets of Union City. To your nighttime radio. Steve Travelly's keeps you in the Jersey, no. From 7 till 11. Live, local, and live. And welcome to Monday Night in New Jersey. Steve Trevelis, you and me till 11 o'clock tonight. Rick Wakeman is calling in tonight. Uh, you may know him as uh, one of the greatest classic rock keyboardists ever. Journey to the Center of the Earth. It was the album. Of course, yes, David Bowie. So much to talk about. He's coming around and uh, he's going to be calling in about 920. This is the first year uh, in about, what is it, 17, 18 years? that uh, vinyl has outsold CDs. We'll talk about that later on. But um, what I want to start off with, did you enjoy uh, you enjoying the daylight savings time so far? Right? Did you did your body adjust yet that uh, Saturday night into Sunday morning you lost an extra hour? And I was so glad it wasn't Friday night into Saturday night because whenever I work overnights and there's a time change, Somehow I end up benefiting with the extra hour. Like somebody says, gee, you'd probably want to do the extra hour, right? No, but I end up doing it anyway. But this time it was Saturday night, and I was in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, performing comedy with my friend Andy Scarpatti. So this was not happening. I came home, I went to bed, I opened my eyes, and suddenly it's an hour later than it's supposed to be. And your body needs time to adjust. You need time to figure it out. But once you figure it out, let me ask you this. Would you like to keep it? Given the choice, would you rather have the daylight savings time? I would so much rather have the daylight savings time. I love the idea of having the sun longer in the day. It makes for less depression, more time to do things outside, especially on the weekends, right? You have your weekends. It's lighter longer. Longer lighter. Sounds great. And now uh, there's some support. There's this guy, Stephen Calandrillo. He's a professor of law at the University of Washington. And uh, he takes the conversation to the next level with how uh, daylight savings time could actually save lives as well as improve your sleep, increase commerce, decrease crime, save energy. And from the life-saving part, he says uh, the evening rush hour is twice as fatal as the morning for various reasons. Fatal uh, vehicle on pedestrian crashes increase threefold when the sun goes down. Keep the sun up. Daylight savings time brings an extra hour of sunlight into the evening to uh, mitigate those risks. Hey, man, it's a stretch, but still, any argument I can make, I want to keep the daylight savings time. I want to keep the daylight as long as possible. Where are you? 1-800-283-101.5. I mean, it just, to me, seems so much. You feel like you're on vacation, you know? You almost feel like when, when the clocks go back, it's kind of like, okay, we're going to be depressed now. Winter's coming. It's going to get cold. It's going to be dark at 4.30 in the afternoon. We don't want that. And now... You're thinking to yourself, like, man, summer's coming. Sun's going to be up 7, 8 o'clock at night. Maybe not go down to like 8.30. 
think of how much more time you have to just feel alive. 1-800-283-101.5. But where are you, given the choice? Would you like to see the sun longer? Would you like to keep daylight savings time? Last year, there was a bill by New Jersey lawmakers in the state Senate was put forward that would put the state on daylight savings time permanently. Now, if Congress approves this, we get to keep it. Measure still pending in the legislature. But if you were in Congress, if you got to vote on this, which way would you go? You want to keep the daylight savings time, or would you rather just have the uh, regular, you know, Eastern Standard Time? You want the darkness in the daytime. 1-800-283-101.5. How did you make use of the extra time? Did it feel better yesterday? Did you just feel like the day was longer? I mean, the one thing about Sundays on daylight savings time, it goes so fast. You know, you got to have trouble sleeping at night, and you feel guilty when you go to sleep. Because, you know, you're thinking like, all right, I'm used to like 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. I get that. Next thing I know, oh, my God, it's not really 11, 30. It's 12, 30, 1 o'clock. What am I doing awake at 1 o'clock in the morning? Well, daylight savings time. So 1-800-283-101.5. Very simple question. I got the Twitter poll up as well. Uh, basically asking the same thing. You can follow me at Real Steve Trev. And uh, just very, very simple question. I just put it up, so it's not going to have a low. Actually, it's got to get 39 votes on it already. Uh, would you like to see daylight savings time all year? 84.4% are saying yes so far out of 45 votes. So it's overwhelming. So if that's the case, why are we waiting so long to vote on this? Why don't we just pass the damn thing and let us keep it? Let us keep the longer days. Let us keep the sun longer. We deserve a sunny, bright future in New Jersey. We don't need to be depressed. What do you think? 1-800-283-101.5. You couldn't give me an excuse not to have the daylight savings. Oh, what about the kids at the bus stop? It's dark outside. Who leaves their kids at a bus stop in the dark? Seriously. Rob is in West Orange on New Jersey 101.5. Brightens up my Monday. What's up, Rob? From the streets of Union City. There he is. There he is. Hey, how was your weekend? Oh, man, it was great. Yeah? Yeah, we went out on um, Friday night, Saturday night, and then we had to watch the babies. Oh, yeah? How many babies you got? No, I don't have babies. Oh. We had to watch my nephews, my uh, oh, Uncle Rob. So then we, yeah, Uncle, you remember Steve? Come on, okay. So yeah, so then we get there and we're both hungover as hell, and these kids beat the heck out of me. <laughs> so daylight savings, go to home. Daylight savings. Oh my god, I'm I'm still tired. You want the daylight savings time? Yes, I'm with you. I'm with you. See, now you can have all day, go outside, have fun, take the kids, enjoy life the way it should be, Rob. The way God planned it. No, no, no. Thursday. Don't forget. I'm going to Disney on Ice on you, baby. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Enjoy the show. Let me know what happens. Let me know what it is. I will. I'm going to call you. You know it. All right. You got me. Call me after the show. 1-800-283-101.5. A very simple question. Would you like to see daylight savings time made permanent? For me, it's a big, fat yes. Do you know anyone who's being held back from what they want or what they need to do or had to do or stop doing things altogether because of pain? Have you 
you heard someone say, I don't do that anymore, or I can't because of my hip, knee, foot, back, etc. If pain is holding you back, you can do something about it. You need to go to Trinity Rehab. Does this sound familiar to you? I went to the doctors. They gave me muscle relaxers and pain pills, told me to follow up in a week. Well, Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you have ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions, and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Tom's River, and Wall, so you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. And this is New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. Steve Trevelis. You know that daylight savings time that you like so much when you like to keep it? Uh, there's a bill that New Jersey hasn't passed yet, but it is up there. Uh, it was done last year. New Jersey lawmakers in the state Senate put it forward, and they're still waiting for it to be approved. What would you do? Would you approve it? I would. Got a Twitter poll up. And uh, on the Twitter poll right now, we've got 67 votes, 79.1% say yes, 20.9% say no. Uh, Reardon is in Voorhees on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Reardon. Hey, how you doing, man? Good, buddy. How are you? Pretty good. All right, what are you thinking? So, I mean, I'm not for daylight savings time. I'd rather we stay at the, the way we go before it, before moving clocks back. Why? I think it's all... Well... If you're an agricultural person, you do farming, or you're a kid getting up for school, right. you know, you could be in pre-K all the way up to 12th grade. It's a drag getting up in the morning, and it's dark out. Because the last thing your body wants to do is be awake when it's dark. That's when you're supposed to be asleep. It's a natural circadian sleep cycle. You know, we worked like that for hundreds of years, thousands, right. before, you know, the advent of man doing its thing. I'm not saying, like, I don't want to see us keep moving forward. It's more of just like a natural rhythmic process to the human being that well, I think makes it easier. How long is the adjustment to the darkness? And the thing is, like, if it gets, if it, in the summertime, it's usually, the sun comes up about, what, five thirty, six o'clock? Just about, yeah. All right. So how bad is that? And, like, the thing about kids getting up, especially high school kids, they, their bodies are not wired to be, uh, you know, the, the, to be getting up that early anyway. So at least if they start the day later, or at least if the day is starting later, it puts them in a better frame of mind. And as far as the Absolutely. farmers go, you know, I mean, everybody works to, you know, we're not all about just farmers and non-farmers anymore. We're way past the Revolutionary War period. So now yeah. people are doing so many different things that, you know, the needs of the many, I guess, you know, would you personally, Reardon, what do you do for a living? Are you a farmer? I, I do tech work, but in my free time, I work on my cousin's farm in upstate New York. Um, don't quote me here on this, going back to, like, the teenagers and the kids. Right. Uh, pretty sure I remember reading an article that says, uh, you know, and this really is one of the things that's affecting the youth. Depression rates are tied to going up when we do... Uh, daylight savings time and then we fall back because I, uh, it, it messes with it it messes with uh, that's where you got to leave it you know, 
That's why either way, you got to make a decision. And But going back to the daylight savings time, the thing is, like, with depression for the kids today with social media, there's so many things out there. It's like kids now wake up and have to literally fight not to be depressed because there's so much in the world trying to depress kids. But then the idea that... They're up all night anyway because they just can't sleep. And then you start them early for school. And what happens at that point is that, you know, they're just, by giving them the longer day, they would feel better, probably cure depression because they've got the daytime longer and that would make them feel better. Darkness is, depression well, it comes, is born out of darkness, too. no? No, absolutely. It ties in, you know, biggest thing to it that how often are you outside and how long you are. Are you getting enough vitamin D? Well, there's another good point. Yeah, there's another good point. If you, if if there were, if the sun were up, you'd be outside more and maybe they wouldn't Mm -hmm. stay inside. I mean, taking away the video games would be big help as well. But if they, you know, with the sun up, that could get them to go out. We're in great stuff. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. I had a couple of people drop off. How do you feel about this? Would you like to see daylight savings time stay all year? I absolutely would. Let me ask you this. Did you feel better yesterday? Did you feel different? I imagine you felt different because what was happening is your world is, uh, you know, your world has changed. You know, you think it's 2 o'clock, but it's really 3 o'clock. You know, you're, you're hungry. And, uh, you know, only now you're getting hungry at 7 o'clock instead of 6 o'clock. But would you like to keep it all year if your body could adjust? And it does. You know, I I think people, are are we more depressed knowing that the clocks are going to go back or knowing that they're going to go forward? Do you feel better knowing that the clocks, you know, are forward, that we get more time in the daytime? 1-800-283-101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. votes. Would you like to see daylight savings time stay all year? 82.3% say yes. You know, and, and again, I, I couldn't agree more. I just love the idea of, you know, daylight savings time. Uh, because, again, you know, you get the sun. Uh, by the way, it's saving, not savings. All right, daylight saving time, right? That's what I'm sorry. Uh, unless you're talking about some savings bank. I am, Mary. I'm talking about a savings bank. Mary's got a sense of humor. She's right. Uh, but what would you like to have? And I appreciate that. <laughs> but really, 1-800-283-101.5. Sun comes up about 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. Sun goes down, God knows when. You know, 7, 8 o'clock at night in the summertime. You have your day longer. You have more time to enjoy. Where are you? Given the choice, would you rather see daylight saving time or would you rather uh, go back to the Eastern Standard Time? Are you more depressed? I hate the idea of 4.30 and it's dark outside, 5 o'clock and it's dark outside. Knowing that we had it longer. When you're a kid, you love this kind of stuff because you know you get to go out and play and you know that you're going to have time in the daylight, you know, if you're going to play a ball game, you know, my kids are football freaks. They love to throw the football around. Now they get more time to work out. Basketball, baseball, whatever. But there's just a feeling. You know, it's kind of like this is the beginning of summer. This is the beginning of the good times. You know, this is the beginning of warmer weather, although you wouldn't know it by today. But this is the beginning of warmer weather. This is the beginning of a positive feeling. You talk about depression. Well, I think, if anything, 
daylight savings time would go a long way to relieving depression. Where are you? 1-800-283-101.5. Very simple question. Given the point, given the choice, if you could keep the daylight savings time all year long, and there is a bill in Congress that would uh, that could allow you to do that, a 2022 bill by New Jersey lawmakers in the state Senate was put forward that would allow, that would put the state on daylight saving time permanently. If Congress gives its approval, that measure is still pending in the legislature. How do you feel about it? Should it stay or should it go? You know, uh, New Jersey, we're trying to decide. Some states keep it all year long. Other states don't. So, I mean, the pros for keeping daylight savings time, Mike Brandt wrote an article on NJ1015.com. Some really good ones. You know, sunrise happens about 5.30 in the morning. Skies are getting brighter even earlier than that. Brighter evenings during the winter. The fall and winter months, of course, you know, it starts to drop down. You don't like that. Given the choice. For me, I'm a daylight savings time person. You almost feel like you're in a different place. You feel like you're on vacation. You feel like even though it's colder, it just seemed warmer. You know, you felt better because you've got your daytime longer. 1-800-283-101.5. Are you a, are you a daylight savings person or are you like the Eastern Standard Time? Um, you know what? I, I like the daylight savings before I had children. And then I realized my kids don't know what the heck that means. They don't care. No. So they're up anyway. Right. So, Does it matter? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it, it uh, just, let, let's just keep it the same. But uh, one way opinion. all year. Yeah. Right. And just forget about changing the clocks. We're yeah. going to decide A or B. Mm-hmm. But given me the given the choice, I'd rather have the sun at night. I'd rather have, you know, the sun as long as possible. Oh, like a little longer sunlight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the ideal. I mean, everyone would like a little more sunlight, right? When you get a little kids and you can tell them it's late at night. And it's only five o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> Look, it's past midnight, Junior. You got to go to bed. 730. Now, the latest New Jersey news from NJ1015.com. There's a new... Pro- 1.5, Steve Trevelis. Go to NJ1015.com. Check out the blogs. Um, best Italian delis. I had an incredible lunch today uh, at Abruzzi and Junta's Italian Deli down in uh, Mount Laurel. It was amazing. And we're going to have a story about it on NJ1015.com. Also, the slang that's going around New Jersey. What's Jersey slang? Check out my page at nj1015.com. So there's a a referendum uh, in Bridgewater concerning the schools. And uh, basically the idea is uh, the referendum is coming for a vote tomorrow. Two questions for residents to consider. The first involves uh, facility enhancements. The second involves a potential addition to the middle school, which would enable full-day kindergarten for the primary schools. And this has got the town in an uproar. Uh, there are people on both sides of this who want you to vote no, who want you to vote yes, vote no on two, vote yes on one, back and forth. Signs are all over the town, and the signs are also in the schools, uh, outside the schools. And uh, some people are taking down the signs outside the schools. We don't know who, uh, but apparently uh, the district is gathering information about trespassers on school property over the weekend. People, this is from uh, Tap Into the Breeze, people reportedly came on school property, took down voting signs after midnight Friday. And there's a picture here, Bridgewater High. Uh, 
save your tax dollars, vote no. And there's another one right in front of another sign, uh, which I can't read. But here's the question I've got for you. Uh, you can weigh in on how you feel about what's going on in the Bridgewater School District. Do you want full-time kindergarten? Do you want the school enhancements? Whatever. But also, should we be putting political signs on school property? And how do you feel about political signs anyway? Do people need to know your business? Do they need to know how you feel about certain things? I guess if you're, if you're the one pushing your agenda, I would say, yeah. I'm a kind of guy, I don't want people to know what I think. In uh, Roosevelt, they voted on a firehouse once. And there was a big upheaval over whether or not to keep the firehouse. And it came down to like one vote. They lost the firehouse by one vote. I swear to God. And what, got, what made me laugh about the whole thing was people were actually putting signs on their lawn saying, vote no to the firehouse. Which made me think, so what happens? Like, imagine your house is burning. Fire department shows up. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, we'll be right back. we got to go get the water. I mean, who ever heard of such a thing? Vote no on the firehouse. But that's my town. <laughs> that's what we do. Uh, but anyway, how do you feel about the idea uh, about political signs? Do you put them on your lawn? Do you put them on your property? But do you think they should be on school property? Do you think that it should be legal, that it should be allowed? If anybody's taking down signs on school property... Uh, that should be a good thing. Police should be going out taking down signs. Does the school get to say, you know, does the school get to slant your voting opinion? 1-800-283-101.5. Schools have enough to deal with. Especially lately with all these cuts that are going around with Murphy's budget cuts. But apparently people, uh, according to this uh, paper, tap into the breeze. Uh, people reportedly came on school property and took down voting signs after midnight Friday. They want to know who took the signs down. I want to know who put the signs up and why were they allowed to be there? District is working with the Bridgewater Police Department to gather information about one or more people who trespassed on school property after midnight Friday, defaced school property, according to Superintendent Robert Beers, who said Monday people came on school property at Bridgewater, uh, took down signs calling for residents to vote in a referendum, and put up their own signs calling for a no vote on question two. Said the signs were also placed on Board of Education-owned property on Washington Valley Road. Police were at the Wade Building today discussing a complaint. We're actively working with the local police department and checking security and camera systems to try to gather more information. He noted that um, one of the vote no signs placed on school property had a tracking device on it. Signs that were placed on school property did not have any identification on them. So 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about this? You know, how do you feel about putting political signs on school property? Where are you on political signs to begin with? You know, when you see people putting their politics on their lawn, for me, I think it's kind of dangerous because there are crazy people in this world. And, uh, you know, you're, you can't be home to protect yourself 24 hours a day. You got cameras. I get that. We've all got cameras. But just the idea that is it anybody's business? But should they be, you know, are people, should it be illegal to put signs on school property? And what should happen to these people? Let's talk to Pat in Oldbridge on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Pat. Hey, how are you doing tonight? Good, how about you? All right. 
it should definitely not be on any city property. I know the city that I'm in, it's not allowed. And they're not even allowed to have a fundraiser or political anything in any city building. Even if it's a hall that's owned by the city, they can't rent it out for a fundraiser or anything political. Really? Yes. She makes so sense. Not, those signs shouldn't be. It, it's a city ordinance. If it's a city vote, they're influencing the vote, and it's not allowed. No, I, I totally and agree. As the, and as for the signs, after an election, somebody should go around and pick up all those signs because they're still out there laying around since November. There are still signs in, in my neighborhood for Biden-Harris. There are still signs with the with the four colors of the rainbow and Black Lives Matter and science is real. Somebody's got to take them down. Really? They got, they got mold on them. They took down the Christmas decorations they left up the signs. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> They'll, they'll bill you for a piece of garbage blowing across your lawn, but you'll have, they'll have no problem leaving those out forever on you know, streets, uh, streets on the corners and everywhere else. Yeah, not that. I don't get it. I, I, don't, I don't get it at all, but I totally agree with you, Pat. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Referendum coming up tomorrow for the vote in Bridgewater, and uh, people putting signs on the school property should not be allowed to put signs on school property. should be no signs on school property when it comes to politics. And how do you feel about political signs? Do they really, like, do you drive down the road going, oh, gee, so-and-so, I said, well, then I'm going to like it. Or do you go and you count who's got what? All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Sean, I want to give you more time. Hang out. Uh, basically, uh, two questions. Should it be illegal to put signs, political signs, on school property? And uh, how do you feel about what's going on in Bridgewater? Would you like that full-time kindergarten? Uh, and would you uh, like to have the school enhancements? The vote's going to come up tomorrow. 1-800-283-101.5. Jersey Radio. The brought to you by Jersey Epoxy. Sick of your garage or basement floors looking so lifeless. The experts at Jersey Epoxy are here for you. Specializing in metallic and epoxy floors that look incredible will last a lifetime. Get a quote today. Call 877-EPOXY-NJ or go to jerseyepoxy.com. All right. They're uh, going to vote tomorrow in a referendum in Bridgewater whether or not they should enhance the school, whether or not they should have full-time kindergarten, and people are so obsessed in the town. They got their political signs all over the place, even on school grounds. Should you be putting political signs on school grounds? 1-800-283-101.5. Sean's in Monroe on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Sean. Hey. How you doing? All right. What are you thinking? Uh, I don't think they should do that because they should be. It should be a lot of like on colleges and uh, and um, government build, buildings, property, right. Right. But not schools. No, you know, you know what, you don't really exactly. You don't put them on public places. That's not your property. You don't get to put your sign on somebody else's property. And even though it's taxpayers, we're all on this, it's, you know, it, it should be illegal. In fact, I think it is illegal to put it on school property. And what happened was here, they went out and the school put up signs making sure you vote on the referendum. And then these guys went out and put their signs in front saying vote no on question two and blah, 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 blah. And uh, that should not be tolerated. Exactly. All right, Sean, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Rich is in Mine Hill on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, Rich? Hey, Steve, how are you? Good, how are you, pal? Um, 
I'm just great. Thanks. Um, you know, I, I do believe that you, know, you really have to be careful about what you allow on public uh, land. You know, uh, you know, it's fine to put a sign up that says, you know, make sure you vote, but uh, there should definitely be no um, one way or the other um, type of uh, signs because who, who knows who, who put that up? You know, it could be, there could be collusion. It, 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 it's not that it's necessarily going on with public officials, but it, it gives the impression of it, you know, exactly. and there's, there should, there's no way that that should be allowed. Of course, anybody that wants to put something on their own home, that's fine as well. Um, and then with regard to kindergarten schools, um, you know, and going for a full day, that, that sounds like a good idea to me because, you know, maybe I don't have kids, you know, that are in school, so I don't have to worry about this. But at the same time, a lot of people have kids that have to go half days and then they have to deal with um, daycare or whatever, and they're paying for it. You know, I know it's yeah. going to be more of an expense to me, but I think that would be a good thing. Well, you know what? Uh, My kids had full-time kindergarten. You know, it, so did I. Yeah, the school had, I had it right. Pre-K was three hours, but full-time kindergarten, I'm on board with that. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and it's good for the kids, too, because now they get used to a full day of school. You know, sure. and I, yeah, I think it's a win-win all around. Rich, thanks for the call. Mike is in Edgewater Park on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike. Hey, how are you tonight? Good, buddy. How about you? Good. Hey, so one thing, uh, first of all, I agree with you. They should not be allowed. And as, as an elected official as well, mm -hmm. I can tell you that, they, you know, they're, they shouldn't be on school property. Um Legally, they shouldn't even be, you know, that three feet of grass that's between the sidewalk and the street. Right. Um, I know that I'm not even allowed to put my signs on that because it's, a, it's actually a county right of way. So they need to be on private property up on the lawn, not even on that three foot strip of grass and definitely not at the school. Yeah, at this place, they, uh, the school had signs up saying vote on the referendum and people went on pro school property, put their signs saying, you know, how they feel and what you should vote yes and no on. Absolutely. Yeah. And. I don't know if the school can do it, but I know that, you know, any uh, any outside organization can absolutely not put their signs on school property. All right. So, Mike, you're an elected official. Who you, what would you run for? Um, I'm actually the mayor in Edgewater Park right now. Well, Mr. Mayor, it's a pleasure having you on. Oh, nice to be on. I call, I call whenever I get a chance. All right. We'll call more often. Always good to hear your voice. All right, thank you. You got it. 1-800-283-101.5. Rick Wakeman, keyboard par excellence, coming on at 920. Stick around. This St. Patrick's Day, New Jersey 101.5 is giving you the luck of the Irish. Lucky? You can win free New Jersey lottery scratch-offs, plus a Wagman's gift card. This is the last week. Listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter it on our app to win free New Jersey lottery scratch-offs and a Wegman's gift Guard. No need for four-leaf clovers here. There's three lucky winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, New Jersey Lottery and Wegmans Food Market. Stop by your local store or order at Wegmans.com. May the luck of the Irish be with you from New Jersey 101.5. This WKXW Trenton, WKXW HD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be talking all night, at least till 11 o'clock. Hopefully the weather will stay with us, and we don't have to worry about anything. Uh, apparently there's a nor'easter coming. I haven't seen it yet. 
So far, so good. Uh, what we have seen are political signs all over the schools in Bridgewater. School puts up signs saying, don't forget to vote on Tuesday. By the way, you get to vote on Tuesday. Do they want to have school enhancements? Do they want to have full-time kindergarten? Uh, two questions and people putting up signs saying, vote no on two. And they're putting these signs on school property. Should they be allowed to do that? Should that be happening? Uh, police are upset about it. So uh, they've been, uh, according to the tap into the breeze story uh, that was sent to me by Fierce Mama Bear, and I thank you, district gathering information about trespassers on school property over the weekend. So how do you feel about political signs? How do you feel about political signs on schools and in either way you know does the school need to tell you how to vote or tell you to vote 1-800-283-101.5 john is in edison on new jersey 101.5 hi john Hi, how are you today um i think that exactly what you're saying by having a sign on the school property stating don't forget to vote is a political sign why because the parents that are leaving the school are being told to do something or reminded to do something. Is that swaying a group in one direction or the other? I would say it is. And because of that... Well, you want them to vote, right? I mean, if you're the school, you're not telling them how to vote. You're basically saying, hey, vote. So that this way they know how to please the parents who are going to the school, no? I, I say a fair election is a fair election. And when you have a fair election, if it's public property, should, there shouldn't be any indication of any inducement one way or the other. And a sign on their property could be an indication that they're getting their boot in one direction. Yeah, you could and put on there, we're having the election, and then, uh, but to tell them to vote in the election, that's going too far. I, I, and what I say is, Yes. That's why that's why people come along and say, okay, they said to vote. Now we want to put our sign there. See, it starts the whole problem. The real answer is there should be no sign. And another thing, the school should not have a right to put a flyer in the kids' book bag. No, I agree with leave. that. Totally well, agree with that. Well, you know what's the difference? Well, I, I totally agree. Because now what you're doing is you're influencing the kids or you're influencing the parents. 1-800-283-101.5. The signs that were placed on school property, according to Superintendent Beers, did not have any end of identification on them. Police chief said the investigation is ongoing. We're currently investigating theft of signs that oppose the upcoming vote on the school referendum. The incident is still under investigation. No arrests have been made at this time. How do you feel about the idea? But also, how do you feel about the idea of just political signs do you need to uh, put up signs telling people how you feel do you care when when you drive by other people's house and you see their signs does it really influence your vote at all i don't put signs on my property you know i've never been a fan of it and like i said you know sometimes you you look at the signs that some people have they have actual i don't know uh full-blown like almost christmasy type of displays with their politics as i said earlier in Roosevelt, they couldn't decide on a firehouse. They were voting, they were debating whether or not to take the firehouse down. So people actually put signs on their lawn saying, vote no on the firehouse. And I was only wondering what could possibly have happened had there been a fire and the firemen show up. And there's the vote no signs. 
how they would treat that. 1-800-283-101.5. So what are they voting for in Bridgewater? Uh, they're voting for two things. The referendum coming for a vote tomorrow with two questions for residents to consider. This is, again, from Tap Into the Breeze. First involves uh, facility enhancements. The second involves a potential addition to the middle school that would enable full-day kindergarten in the primary schools. I love the idea of full-day kindergarten in the primary schools. My kids had full-time kindergarten. They had uh, three hours as far as pre-K goes. But they had the full-time kindergarten. So it's a big thing in the town. The signs are going up on both sides all over the place. There's a lot of, uh, how you say, upheaval. Uh, But where do you come in on this? And you should never, ever be allowed to put signs in school property or any government property. But I'll tell you what you should do. What you should do as much as possible is uh, be happy. And, And here to... Extend your happiness is Anthony in Philadelphia. <laughs> What's happening, Dad? So, yes, you continue. If you, put a sign up, if you put a sign up that says "Fasten your seatbelts," right, or "Lock your doors," right, or there's a party, support the basketball team, right. It's still going to be a choice, and when it comes to voting, it's okay to to remind you um, there's an election. Go ahead and vote. <clears throat> and if you say vote for Ronald McDonald. You don't need, to, no, all... you don't need to tell people who to vote for. You could say it's going to be well, an I'm election. You want to remind them it's going to be even, an election. Even if there's a sign that says vote for Ronald McDonald, you're so savvy and smart that you're going to vote for who you want to vote for if you want to vote. You'd be surprised. If that's the case, then why do people put signs up anyway? Why do people put signs up telling people who to vote for if they believe that everybody's smart enough to vote for who they want? They're, 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 we used to, Howard used to call it, when I, when I did the updates on a stone show, he used to call it the goofy factor. Hey, man, wouldn't it be funny if he won? A lot of people think that's how Trump got in. <laughs> people are going to put stuff up for the things they support, and that's okay. That's all fine and good, but that doesn't sway my decision. I mean, the right to vote is you vote or you don't. It's right. up to you. You have right. the right to vote. Right. So whatever you put up, whatever kind of sign, you, if your sign says, don't forget to vote, okay, I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote for my person. Right. You vote for your person. But what about when people... Heavy to well, be, what about when people go and put the vote, put signs on the school to vote for who they want you to vote for? Well, that's fine. No, that, no, that, yeah, that's who they want you to vote for, but you're going to vote for who you want to vote for. I mean, we're way too savvy for that. I mean, and if you don't... If you don't have a dog in the show and you see a sign that says vote for Steve, then you'll probably vote for Steve. And that's okay because you didn't have a dog in the show regardless. Yeah, but that's the problem. If you do that, right, the people have no dog in the show and then they vote for a guy whose name they saw, that sways the vote. And maybe it may not be the right guy because he may not be the right guy. Right guy for who? Right Right guy for you? No, what I'm not saying the right guy for who? It'll be it may not be it may not be the right guy no, for the job. You're not being subjective. You're being you're I'm trying not to being subjective. I'm trying you're, to be subjective. I just want to say so if you put a sign up I don't I don't vote, right? Let's say I don't vote. Okay. If you put a sign up that says vote for Steve, right? Right. And no, I it says vote for vote for Dennis. Right. And I vote for Dennis, you say, Yeah, why you even vote for me? And I said, I don't know, I didn't have a dog in the show. And you get mad at me? That's not I'm fair not, to you. No, no, I'm not saying me. I'm mad. What I'm saying is, if people are voting, but Who's when just, you when you're going to vote for someone for office, you want to make sure that the person who wins is the best person for the job. If people are just voting by name, you, Steve, or, what? Steve, 
That's based on what you think. No, 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 no. It's not based on what I think at all. I'm saying whoever the best person, whenever you're running for office, when you're going to put someone in an elected office, you want the best person for the job. It's a, yeah, but for who? So if I vote for, if I think Obama's the best, you think Trump's the best. I vote for Obama. You're going to say right, no. But I'm, I'm not saying what I think and what you think. What I'm saying is whoever, whoever the best person, whoever the best. Whoever the best. Yeah, I you. Don't try to you No, you I didn't. Out. I've said whoever the best person for the job is, regardless of who oh, thinks what. How do you think quantify you that, Steve? How do you tell me that yeah. Dennis isn't better than Steve than you are? You can't quantify that in my eyes. I'm, I'm not. not I'm not quantifying it. that at all. All I'm saying is, figuratively, whoever the best person is for the job. Right. If you if you got some uh, subjectively, but if people okay, but again, but but you're saying that because you believe it. (laughs) But to just say it because someone fed you a name is wrong. You know what? You know what? Why do I? Why do I put you on? Why do I put of all the things I I do? Next time you call, you you know what I'm gonna do. Next time you call, I'm gonna do this. I'm going to do this. <laughs> no, no, oh, senor. You. No, senor. No, you did not get me. Because yes, I did, Steve. You know what? It, it's, going to, it's going to sound like I'm hanging up, but it's really just construction <laughs> in the line. But seriously, you keep talking. I'm listening to every word. 1-800-283-101.5. Are you looking to sell your home for the most money possible? It may be. Call Rob Dekansky at Remax First Advantage to get your home sold for thousands of dollars more than you ever imagined. Sellers in Edison decided to divorce and go their separate ways. To sell their home, they reached out to Rob and his team, who put Rob's unique marketing strategies to work to get the home sold. It took 20 days to get 14 showings and multiple offers. Only 20 days selling the home for $536,000, which was $61,000 over the list price, enabling both to move on. Robert Dukansky's multi-million dollar marketing strategy and experience negotiating attracts the best offer from the most qualified buyers. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. That's robsellsnj.com. Or Google RobSellsNJ. And then you start packing is fast traffic. New Jersey weather brought to you by Carl's Fencing, Decking, and Home Improvement. Carl is your one-stop shop for incredible savings on all your outdoor home improvement needs. Decking, roofing, siding, windows, and doors. And, of course, fencing. Surround yourself with the best. Visit buycarls.com. That's buycarls.com. All right, maybe put a sign on your lawn urging you to do so. They wouldn't do that. Uh, actually, after the work, I would have gladly put their sign up because they've done work on my house, and it's fantastic. But anyway, uh, Bridgewater's got a referendum to vote on tomorrow, whether it should be full-time kindergarten school enhancements and all that. So uh, over the weekend, there were those that ran out to the schools and put up political signs. School had signs saying, vote. Their sign said, vote no on this, vote yes on that. Should you be allowed? Should you be putting signs on school property? Should the school be putting signs up? And let me ask you this. How influenced are you when you see someone put a political sign on their property? And how, how do you feel about political signs on properties? Do you put a political sign on your property? Right? Do, you, do you let the world know how you feel? Today it's kind of different. Because you know what? There are people who will vandalize your property if they don't agree with you politically because that's how screwed up we are as a society today. But 1-800-283-101.5. Rose is in Flemington. Hi, Rose. 
Hi there. Listen, um, from a perspective of an old bat who's been around a long and been on many roads in my life, yes. I'm very offended by people who th- are so conceited that they think that their boy is going to be wonderful. There's usually some economic gain involved. But on our national level, we have the Electoral College, which right. is completely outside of what maybe what the people want. I wholeheartedly recommend that your listeners listen to Ralph Nader's radio program. Ralph Nader's radio. I, I kind of prefer my listeners listen to my program, Rose, if it's We okay. do. We do. Uh, I mean, we call you and pester you all. No, I get that. I get Nader, that. But you know. Nader has a, 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 a thing where he's talking about, you know, electoral colleges and talking about direct, you know, and uh, what is it? Rank voting? Yeah, yeah, but let's 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 stay here. Rethink this. But how do you feel about? I mean, like when when people put stuff on their lawn. Yeah. Do, do you really believe people are influenced by it? Or like Anthony was saying no, before. No, I know, but no. Then why do it? Then why do it? Well, because they're conceited. They're conceited. Yeah. They're, well, oh, they my, believe my, my guy's wonderful, and you're no good. It's, you know, it still reminds me of ball games. Or know? in this case, their opinion. Right. In this case, vote no on this referendum. Vote no yeah, yeah, on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, fine. You know, fine. get them out there, get them all voting, uh, and let the chips fall where they may. All right, kiddo. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5, 1-800-283-101.5. Again, I I just, you know, I would never do it. I know how I vote. Uh, I know what I think. But again, I have a four-hour form to tell you what I think. So I need to put a sign on my lawn. I don't vote for this guy. Vote for that guy. Do you really? I mean, the scary thing about that is like I was trying to explain to Anthony when he was being so rude. I was trying to explain to Anthony. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love Anthony. Uh, don't tell him. So the thing is, though, what I was trying, the idea is if you're, if you have the person who's the right person for the job. And people are just voting for someone because they've seen the name. And how many times do you do that? You know, you get your ballot. You go into the booth. You don't know everything about everything that you're voting on. You just get the vote. So what do you do? You see names that you recognize. Yeah. Or you see signs that you may remember. Oh, well, I guess not. I saw the, I saw the vote. No. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'll just vote no on that. I'll vote yes on this. Yeah. Or I'll vote for this guy because I've heard of him. That's how guys like Menendez can stay in for thousands of years. You know, History of the World Part 2 is on Hulu. Menendez is probably in it. He's in History of the World Part 1 as well. You know, the Romans and his Senator Bob Menendez. You know? <laughs> I mean, but, you know, that's, that's how these guys stay in forever. Because people will vote for them only because not familiar with anything they did, but because they know the name, because they've seen the name, or people have pushed the name, or whatever. Yeah, uh, and on a, a lot of like social media too. It depends on who who you're friends with on social media. That There's another thing. End up being a lot of the political ads you see, and that can you know change the way that you're going to vote. So, you well, know. social media is different. I mean, because social media, you can get on there as opposed to putting the sign in your lawn. Yeah. I mean, social media, you go on social media. Okay, what's so and so think? Seeing the lawn sign on the stranger's lawn. Is like, what's the point? Yeah, uh, there. Uh, I live on a. I grew up on a street corner, and all the time, we like that was one of the things we do in the morning. Is up. Oh, what street signs are out there? Boop, boop, boop. Pull them all up. Bring them inside. Toss them out. Dude, there was you know? a, a, a catch a rising star mm-hmm. believed in using street signs to promote comedy shows. Oh boy! So you would be driving down the highway in Long Beach Island, and every five feet, <laughs> and, and, and I was not the guy who was going to put those out. But I used to hear from all the kids who would have to put them out. <laughs> and the most, dang, don't get caught. What do you mean, don't get caught? 
<laughs> well, did you ever have anyone come in like, ah, oh, I saw the street sign, so I had to come? No, but this is just old school marketing. And the more you tried to explain, it doesn't work. But you'd see, well, you see, like yeah. every drive down the road, and like a lot of times, like on a, like Roosevelt Boulevard in Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. you always see the signs like the mattress sales. You know, I'm talking about the little the the, the mattress sale, or the going out of business sale, yeah. or the furniture stores going out of business, yeah, or yeah. we'll buy your car, stuff like that. Exactly. They're all you know the little street signs. But when it comes to politics on school grounds, you yeah. can't have that. No, I don't think you can. I mean, you know, it, at the same time uh, as influencing, you know, people who can vote, you know, it also, you know, causes, I guess, frustration between kids. You don't own the school. You yeah. don't get to put your opinion on school grounds. The school is taxpayer money. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, if all, and ta all the taxpayers are going to go put signs on the school. You know. That'd be a lot of signs. Really? Uh, is any, so does anyone have to clean up the signs once they're all done? Like, is that something? That's the other thing. There are people that don't even clean the signs. And like I said, I, there is still, in my town, there is still Biden-Harris. Oh. They weathered storms. Have weathered dogs. <laughs> Signs that have fallen less than President Biden. <laughs> really? I'm telling you. Uh, Signs are in better shape than President Biden. Uh, but it's just like, you know, and they don't take them down. But I mean, the idea of going on school grounds. So now they're trying to figure out. District is gathering information about the trespassers on school property over the weekend in Bridgewater. The referendum's tomorrow that they're going to vote for. Whether or not they want the school enhancements, which is easy, right? I don't know. And then the other one is, uh, should there be an addition to the middle school, which would enable full-day kindergarten in the primary schools? Did you get full-time kindergarten when you were a kid? I think it might have uh, what is considered full-time because i nine know nine to three nine to three i Something don't like that i think we might have um my kids had it it was great i, th I think we might have i i mean as a kid at that age you just know that you get picked up in the that well, you, you would get dropped off in the morning it, right? and picked up in the afternoon yeah but um did your parents uh like my parents i, I cried i didn't want them to go so my parents i remember my mother running watching my mother run away talk about trauma really she and ran away running, watching her run away <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute and then i turn around and there are these nuns and i wasn't you know you're a four-year-old kid and there you got these women in black turn, come with us honey and there's my wait wait, wait a minute hold on it almost sounds like a rodney dangerfield joke <laughs> it really was it was a, yeah, a horror movie <laughs> All right, one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Coming up, uh, where 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 do you go when you're trying to get away from it all? Like when you when you're trying to get away, when you're trying to take a break, mm -hmm. right? There's a there's a thing here, and uh, I saw this. Parents parents will resort to hiding in the bathroom to get a parenting break. <laughs> Uh, yes, guilty. Guilty? Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you hide away? Yeah. <laughs> the and I, and, the and I, I hide out and I'm sniffed out like within 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, hide and go seek in a whole new way. Where do parents hide? How long does it take kids to find you? 8.30. Now the latest New Jersey news from NJ101. 1-800-283-101.5. Speaking of yes, Rick Wakeman is going to be calling in about 9.20. Uh, he's coming around. He's coming to Jersey. He's got a new album out. An evening with Rick Wakeman. You may remember him with Yes. About 10 years before this came out. Journey to the Center of the Earth was the album when he went off on his own playing Madison Square Garden. What an incredible show. We'll talk later on. I 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. If you're a parent 
You know, you play hide-and-go-seek with your kids, right? And then uh, there were times when you want to hide from your kids. And there's an article I see here in uh, a place called uh, SWN Digital. Parents will resort to hiding in the bathroom to get a parenting break. Only 14% of parents get enough parenting breaks every day. A recent survey of 2,000 parents with school-age children, 5 to 18, discovered parents sometimes get creative to take a break, including hiding in the bathroom, 40% hiding in the bathroom, or pretending to be asleep, 34%. Sometimes, though, an extra set of hands does the trick. Respondents credit a parent of their own and a grandparent for saving the day by taking care of the parent. So uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, If you're a parent... Where do you go or what do you do when you just got to get some me time? Where do you hide? Uh, is there a way that you can pull it off? You know, 1-800-283-101.5. Or even some we time when you just want to be alone with your spouse and not have to deal with the kids, not have to wait till the kids go to bed. Uh, Because, you know, they never really go to bed. They just come in. Uh, But 1-800-283-101.5. Do you hide in the bathroom? Do you you have a special place? Do you go out in the car? Do you you have a shed? Do you go out in the the lawn shed? Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. You can't go far. But there are times when you just want to close the door. You know, do 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 you close the bathroom door? Do you take a bath? And just hide. Do you put your head under the water when you're taking the bath? 1-800-283-101.5. The average parent spends 177 hours a year shopping in person for products in their Lifesaver stash. However, parents tend to run out of these necessities 54 times a year. So now the poll was conducted by one poll on behalf of Family Dollar. The survey also found absolute must-haves for taking care of their young ones. Uh, snacks, toys, wet wipes, arts and crafts, a blanket, towel, games are popular among parents, even outranking smartphones and tablets. So 1-800-283-101.5. I just want to see, like, I saw this. And I figured I'd bring this here, right? The parent must-haves, right, for the parent. Snacks, toys, wet wipes, arts and crafts, blanket, towel, games, books, smartphone, tablet, 37%. Snacks, 57%. Coffee, 32%. Vacuum cleaner, 29%. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. So when you want to get away from it all, when you've got your kids... And they get to be too much, no matter what age. And you just like, I got to get a break from this. Do you ever? Or do you just say, you know what, I'll just, I'll just muddle through it. I know you would never admit that you take a break, right? But where do you go? Do you hide in the bathroom? Do you hide in the closet? Do you, uh, do you have a door and you just lock yourself in and say, uh, don't come in here. I need five minutes. Would it be great? Do you give yourself a timeout? Or do you give your kids a timeout knowing that if you send them to their room, right? If you send them to their room, now they are in timeout. They're punished. They can't go anywhere. And that's how you get your break. And then they never know that you're getting a break. 
They just think that, you know, they got something to atone for. And uh, is it fair to do that to a kid? Well, if you have a kid, you know. Just give them five minutes. There'll be something they'll need to atone for. But 1-800-283-101.5. According to this survey, parents will resort to hiding in the bathroom to get a parenting break. Did you ever have just get so fed up that you just couldn't take it anymore? And you went and you hid somewhere. Where did you go? What did you do? 1-800-283-101.5. Like if you got kids and you just got to get away from it all, you just need a break. Not for long. You know, you're not going to run away. But you just need a few minutes. You just need to go someplace. Do you have that happy place that you go to? Do you have that, that spot that nobody knows about? And you just go there. 1-800-283-101.5. And what do you take with you? You know, do you, do you smoke? Uh, now we got weed, right? Now you get edibles. Do you, uh, do you drink? Do you, you know, and you shouldn't be doing that around kids, of course. Do you, like, do you, do you hold yourself up and watch a TV show? Isn't that why God invented Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel? That's too long, though. It would only be for a few minutes. But uh, have you ever resorted to hiding in the bathroom just to get away from your kids? Have you ever resorted to hiding in a closet, hiding in a bedroom, just hiding to get away from your kids? 1-800-283-101.5. You don't have to be embarrassed. It's okay. This survey was conducted by one Paul on behalf of Family Dollar. And uh, they've got all the things, the tools, I guess, that parents need in order to survive. And at the top of the list is not smartphones. It's food. Snacks. In fact, they should put chocolate. Forget about snacks. Chocolate. Toys. Wet wipes. Arts and crafts. Blankie. 52% want the blanket. 50% want the towel. 43% want the games. Books came in at 42. And then smartphone which is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, uh, tenth. How about that? But I want to know from you, right? If you're a parent and you get so fed up that you just can't take it anymore, not so much so fed up, just driven so nuts that you need a break, where do you go to hide? Usually I'll just, uh, you know, I, uh, I just leave. You know, before I got my wife in there, I'll be right back. I got, I'm going to go to the store. But it's not even that. You know, if you, have, if you have a big house, you can go to another room in the house. Or 1-800-283-101.5. Parents will resort to hiding in the bathroom to get a parenting break. Have you ever needed a parenting break? Have you ever taken a parenting break? And if you did, where did you go? Have you been thinking about adding a pet to your family? My friends at Pet Center and Oldbridge know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market. Up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, and a complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, and tropical fish. Visit them in the shops at Oldbridge on Route 9 or at PetCenterNJ.com today. 
Dominski and Jersey 101.5. The St. Patrick's Day New Jersey 101.5 is giving you the luck of the Irish. You can win a free New Jersey lottery scratch-offs plus a Wegmans gift card. This is the last week to listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter in our app to win free New Jersey lottery scratch-offs and a Wegmans gift card. There's three lucky winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsors, New Jersey Lottery, anything can happen in Jersey, and Wegmans Food Market. Stop by your local store or order at Wegmans.com. May the luck of the Irish be with you from New Jersey. 101.5. All right, I thought this would be a pretty interesting topic. I figured I'm going to have all kinds of parents call me and confess where they go (laughs) and hide to take their smoke breaks, where they, uh, not that they would smoke, where they go and hide to get away from their kids, but nah, we have the coolest parents in New Jersey. You're the only no, one feeling honest I'm tonight. I'm the only one saying, yeah, I do what I can. <laughs> uh, my kids are texting me now, as a matter of fact. Are they listening? Oh, of course. I don't know if they're listening. <laughs> this is uh, the NFL signing. This is when all the free agents can begin oh, signing with new teams. In, in, in football world, this is like Christmas morning, yeah. when you see what players are going to come to your team. So there's a lot of texting between me and my son, <laughs> going back and forth and everything. But uh, yeah, according to this uh, survey here, uh, parents will, resort, will go so far as hiding in the bathroom to get a parenting break, which I don't think is such a big deal. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, there's all kinds of ways you can hide in the bathroom. Yeah, I mean, if you're in the bathroom, you can still hear outside the door. So, you know, like, you know, nothing's getting broken. Um, you're, you're proximal. Uh, I worked as a camp counselor once, yeah. so I fully can relate to that. You so know, where did you go to hide home. to get away from the kids? Well, when you're you're in the woods, that you know, there's a lot of area around you to hide. So that was nice. Um, but usually, except for the big bear, I I hid next to the bear. The kids wouldn't come by the bear. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't come over there. Uh, um, but yeah, the bathroom was usually a good spot. You'd close the door, and they'd usually know that you went into the bathroom. Uh-huh. But as long as you were careful with when you came back out, you could usually find a time when they were distracted with like a ball or something, and <laughs> and you're good to go. <laughs> hey, look, it's a ball. <laughs> look, it's a cow. I'll be right back. <laughs> it's snowing. It's, yeah, it's, it's snowing. Look at this. Is um, it, it's supposed to be snowing tonight. Yeah, I hope. I hope so. Maybe like a little last little. Bit. We don't get a snow day. I mean, yeah. No, no we're no. here tomorrow night. So yeah, people need to hear the news, whether they don't whether get they plenty like it or of not. time. Exactly. <laughs> we have, they'll be here plenty yeah. of time. No problem. But um, with the with the kid thing, um, I gotta ask because with your job, you, you can kind of independently work on on things here and there. Have you ever tried to escape your kids by working? Escape them by working? Yeah. No, I got to work anyway. I mean, I'm always escaping them by working. Well, no, I mean, like, oh, I got to go to the studio. Well, here's the best one. The best one is sports radio. I'd love to go to your cousin's wedding. Oh, man, I got to work. What are you going to And I I have to watch the game. It's my job. (laughs) That's a good one. That's the best one. Uh, No, no, I don't. I mean, like, I, I... if I want to get, actually, I don't have that problem no. because my kids are 16. They want to get away from me. They're the ones, <laughs> they're the ones in the bathroom taking the bathroom break. I walk in, and all of a sudden, all this conversation, I walk in, suddenly the room gets silent. You know? <laughs> That's a whole different thing. Yeah. Now, now it's the other way around with me. Hey, hey, daddy's home. Where'd you go? <laughs> you know, dinner at my house, you know, it's like uh, family dinner. It's like they wolf the food down, next thing you know, they're gone. Well, wait a minute, what happened to that, to that robust conversation? <laughs> yeah, that, that's the way it is in my house. Do, are you happy when your kids, like, are talking about something and then they kind of, like, shush up when you walk? Did you, do you have siblings? You mean, like, do I want to know? No, no, it's like, did you I understand that now. The, I've got a sister. Yeah. Uh, I have a sister. I mean, well, 
when you're you know when you're a kid you don't want dad to find out you yeah. know what I mean you, and now when you're dad you're like I really don't want to know <laughs> don't just don't don't tell me just go my father was like that he goes listen my father was very cool my father was like listen he went what happened and I would give him the BS he made all right that's what you're gonna tell your mother now I'm gonna tell you what happened and mm, he would nail it you know and he's like listen here's the deal uh, if your mother finds out. I'm going to have to kill you. <laughs> so we had that understanding that, you know, as long as she didn't find out, and I could tell him anything, yeah. you know, what are you doing? I would tell him, he's going, oh, God, don't do that. <laughs> but that was, you know, that was pretty yeah. much the, the, the way things were. And what about you? Um, so, I, well, I grew up with a twin brother, and so, like, that was always a thing. I mean, no matter what member So you got lumped in. in. I got twins, too, so you were lumped in. Yeah, yeah. So, my, I mean, we would talk about something, and, like, anyone would walk in that wasn't us, and we'd be like, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> and then just like stare at them, you know, like there's it, a code. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like it's a little bit of a twin code. I think when we were little, we were very resistant to acknowledging it. Mm -hmm. But uh, now as adults, we can just like say like two or three words and get the other one going. Now quick. it's an alliance. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Before it was, you know, warring states. And now it's it's one one empire. An unholy alliance. An unholy alliance. <laughs> it's a uh, uh, I don't know what kind of what there's an I'm sure there's a film from the past you could equate it to. Yeah. But I mean, but as, like <laughs> I said, you know, like, but I was I could definitely see the idea of disappearing just to get a little mm -hmm. me time, just to kind of get your bearings, you know, to, to not let the world. That's like when uh, John Lennon came out of uh, retirement mm -hmm. and he was talking to everybody. It's like, wow, he never talked to anybody. For five years, all he did was raise his kid. And then it was like, I'll talk to anybody. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Hey, what was I going to be a funeral? He was so happy to get out of the house and away from those that kid. Away uh, from Yoko Ono. Well, Yoko, Yoko, Yoko turned 90 a couple of days ago. She did? 90. She doesn't look a day over 85. Uh, she actually was pretty young. I mean, but unbelievable. All right, Rick Wakeman coming up at 920. All Jersey, all the time. I listen to you every day. Love listening to you guys. New Jersey 101.5. That's all right. You and me getting through the night till 11 o'clock. New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelis. Nobody get through as always. 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, go to nj1015.com. Jersey slang, I got a blog up there. And uh, Italian delis, I got a blog up there. You name it, I got a blog up there. And uh, you do want to check it out at nj1015.com. We've got the most popular slang words in New Jersey. If you were to play Survivor New Jersey, my interview with Joe Satriani is up there. He was uh, at the Wentworth Galleries over the weekend. And Rick Wakeman is coming around. And uh, Rick is going to be uh, all over New Jersey. Jersey in the coming weeks. So we'll be talking to him about the tour and everything. He's going to be calling about 920. In the meantime, did you know that uh, vinyl records have outsold CDs for the first time since 1987? And uh, I guess it took the technology to change for that to happen, for CDs to pretty much become obsolete. But uh, it has happened. Vinyl records outsold CDs last year for the first time since 1987, according to uh, Record Industry Association of America's year-end report released on Thursday, 16th consecutive year of growth in vinyl. So we had vinyl, and then they did everything possible to kill vinyl. 
And then he brought vinyl back. Uh, so I guess in honor of that, vinyl revenue grew 17%, topped $1.2 billion last year, making up nearly three-quarters of the revenue uh, brought by physical music. At the same time, CD revenue fell 18% to $483 million, according to RIAA. So basically, uh, in celebration of that, I would ask you, uh, with vinyl outselling CDs, what's the best album you ever bought? You know, I remember when CDs first came out. I remember playing my first CD on uh, WYSP was ZZ Top, uh, Le Grange. And uh, no, I don't know, right? I, I barely understand how well this works. So I, I turn it on and I hit it. And then I went to the bathroom. When I came back, I didn't realize that I hit eject. <laughs> And there it is in the tray. And I'm like, what the hell? And the hotline is ringing. What's going on? Where are you? Uh, but the difference between the album and the CD is that you, the album was so much fun. You got the artwork with the album. You know, you, you take your fingernail and you slide it around the plastic in order to, right? And that new album smell that would hit you, the vinyl. And you took that, that virgin vinyl out and you didn't want to touch it. You handled it by the edges of the record and you took it out of the sleeve and you were so ever so careful the first time. About the 101st time, you whipped that thing out, threw it on the turntable. You didn't care. Cue burns as you would start the thing. Didn't matter. The skips, the pops, the whole thing. Uh, but there were things that came with the vinyl, right? Maybe like if you got the White Album, the Beatles' White Album, you got posters. You got 8x10s of all four Beatles, uh, Sergeant Pepper. You know, there were things in the vinyl, and it was fun, Uh CDs took that away, and then downloads took CDs away. So 1-800-283-101.5, while we wait for Rick Wakeham to call, finals outselling CDs for the first time since 1987. Do you remember the first vinyl album, your first album? What was the first album you bought? Do you remember? Do you remember, you know, your introduction to music? Or the first album that you went out and bought on your own? You saved up for? It doesn't have to be the first, just the best one. The one that you most remember. Or an album just touching you in a way that you have never been touched before. That you put it on and you were so completely blown away. 1-800-283-101.5. I got it on Facebook as well. Let it bleed from the stones, says Sam. Rubber Soul. You know, the Beatles, uh, Billy Joel said it best about that album. He says, you know what? He goes, oh my God. They're getting laid. It's like, you know, they're the Beatles now. They're no longer writing the little girls. They're writing the grown women. Uh, Peter Gabriel, so, uh, says Tony. For 1-800-283-101.5, what was the album, the vinyl album that you bought, the best one that just blew you away? Could it be your favorite album? We could go there. Or your first album, or an album that had some kind of meaning to you. 1-800-283-101.5. Zebra. Zebra had a song called Who's Behind the Door. And I used to announce it by saying Who's Behind is Behind the Door. Uh, that was like in the 80s. And they had a song called Bears. And uh, I was on YSP. The Giants are playing the Bears in the 85 playoff game. They're getting blown away. Uh, Sean Landetta goes to kick a punt, and he completely misses the punt. And at that point, I had to play Bears on the radio. <laughs> 
As a diehard Giant fan, feel the love. But 1-800-283-101.5. There are certain, there's a certain album that came out that just changed the way you think about things. Maybe it's a comedy album, you know? Bill Hicks did that to a lot of people. Sam Kinison did that to a lot of people. Richard Pryor did that to a lot of people. Uh, Give me the album that blew you away. Was it music? Was it rock and roll? Was it something so completely different that you'd ever imagined? Let's talk to Steve in Newcastle on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Good evening. The first album I got, right, right. was They Only Come Out at Night, uh-huh. Egg Winter. I believe it was 73. I bought it for a Christmas present for my cousin. Right. right? Uh-huh. And then and then I saw him with Carmine Apiece out in uh, Del Mar, California at a nightclub called The Belly Up. Wow. How about that? That's incredible. I interviewed Carmine once for an hour. Oh, my God, does that guy have stories to tell? Does that guy have stories to tell? Wow, Vanilla Fudge. Vanilla Fudge, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. We had Vinnie Martell on the show. He lives around here. He's a great guy. Oh, I never knew that. I yeah, that. That's good. And so Edgar Winter, then that was the one. That was your first album. Now, what made you go Edgar Winter? I, oh, I remember me and my cousin, we were like 11 or 12 or something like that, and right. it was very popular at the time. And I remember, you know, I think he did some stuff with Rick Derringer, maybe. He did that, right? Then it was Free Ride, of course, Frankenstein. That was the, that was the Edgar Winter. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I remember getting it was a hot album, and I bought it for him for a Christmas present. Excellent yep. stuff. Excellent stuff. All right, Steve. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Andrew's in Bynum on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Andrew. Hi. Yeah, that's Byram, New Jersey. Oh, Byram, New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so what are you thinking? Well, speaking of Rick Wakeman, yeah. um, yeah, this um, I think the first album I had was a double album called Tales from Topographic Oceans by Yes. I have the graphic from that. Roger Dean did that. Oh, yeah, well. And yeah, I got him to sign it. Yeah, talk to Rick about that. Roger Dean did a lot of. Yeah. Uh, most of the Yes albums, I think. Uh huh. And um, a very uh, surreal, very spacey, just out of this world, pretty psychedelic stuff, very unique. But, but that's every. Yes, is all that, and, and, and more. An extremely underrated rock group, if in my opinion, and um, that, so that's far the, ahead of the music time. I was always into is this progressive rock, which uh, you know doesn't. I don't think it gets it, the respect it deserves anymore. But um, yeah, you know it, what the problem uh, is? The problem yeah. is that when you you crawled inside that album, you know, uh-huh. and today with marijuana being legal, but you crawled inside that album and you let it wash over you. And today it's all about the fast download. It's all about the song. It's not about the album. It's not yeah. about the concept. It's not about the mood, the setting. It's so completely different. And, you know, Rick Wakeman, he's coming around. He's going to be on in a few minutes. Takes yeah, yeah. You back yeah, to yeah, that's that why I'm listening tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's uh, one of my favorite. And Yes has gone through about eight different keyboard players, mm-hmm. but he's the, the most well-known. But I was going to say, uh, the one good thing about CDs is they they often come with a insight booklet inside that tells you all sorts of fun facts and rare yeah. photos that album most albums did not have. 
That was the that was the best part of it, and and that's what CDs didn't have. Andrew, thanks for the call to New Jersey one hundred one point five. Okay, Rick Wakeman coming up. Alan, I got a couple of people here hanging out. Give me the album that moved you the most, the greatest album you ever bought. Maybe it's your first one. Here's New Jersey one hundred one point five. Fast traffic. Hundred two eight three one hundred one point five. Steve Trevelis. All right, we're trying to work it out with Rick Wakeman. Uh, trying to get the line. Uh, Trying to get the call to go through. It's a thing. But in the meantime, while we wait, this is the first year since 1987 that vinyl has outsold CDs. So I want to know, what was the album that most turned you on? What was the album that changed your life? The vinyl album that changed your life? 1-800-283-101.5. Alan is in Cream Ridge on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Alan. Hi, Steve. How you doing? The, uh, I'm, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. The uh, very first uh, album I ever bought myself right. was the complete organ music of J.S. Bach. Really? And the, the back story on that was I was a, a young man, probably 13, 14 years old, and uh, my mother and I took a trip into New York City. We went to Radio City Music Hall to see a film. I still remember what the film was. It was called A New Leaf. But anyway, back then, uh, they still played the organ before films. It's the largest theater organ in the world. And that mighty Wurlitzer console came rolling out of the wall, and my stomach shook from the bass notes, and he dug into it. I thought he was playing with his feet. I couldn't believe that. that the wow. Playing with his feet. And I became an organ nut at that minute. So... The, it was when I once I got home, I went to a record store and I bought the first organ music record I could find, which is the polar opposite of theater organ music. But uh, to fast forward, uh, I've been a musician since about the fifth grade. Started on trumpet, but I went to music school. And uh, once I got out of music school, I had to get a job. Right. And uh, it's a sad story, but you got a job in a theater playing the organ music. <laughs> No, because uh, I wasn't a, an organ major. Right. Um, I was actually an education major, but dropped out of that, became a musical studies major. So I got a job with an organ company. Right. And like they say, the rest is history. Uh, once that organ company closed down, I worked for a few others and eventually uh, went off uh, on my own. And I've been in business on my own as a professional organ man wow. uh, for about 30 years now. How about that? How about that? And it was all because of the J.S. Bach album. It was all because of the Radio City Wurlitzer. And, uh, what an incredible sound that had. You know, what an incredible sound that Wurlitzer had. And I could see it in my head with the, with the giant pipes and everything. Yes, it, it's still there. And I actually did some contract work mm-hmm. for the guy who used to be the curator of that organ. How about that? How about that? So what do you most love playing on it? Um, well, I actually don't play very well myself. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I, come I'm, on. I'm you don't go over there and mess around with the keys? Oh, sure. Uh, my favorite thing to play is the hymn, um, Eternal Father's Strong to Save, which is the Navy hymn. Uh-huh. And the reason I play that is because it modulates into several different keys so I can check the tuning. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right. Good stuff, Alan. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Okay, so uh, while we wait on Rick Wakeman, basically uh, the greatest album that you ever had. 
I mean, the albums that, I guess, you know, the ones you could say changed your life. The ones that you put them on and you were just so completely blown away. I mean, for me, Beatles Abbey Road, which was so different than anything they had ever done. And when you go back and listen to it, you can sense the finality to it. When you listen to that second side and you realize that, you know, this really is the end. They really are breaking up here. And they're basically saying goodbye through the music. But, you know, there were so many others. Uh, like I said, looking over here, we've got uh, a Love Supreme from John Coltrane. This is Chris. Uh, lots and lots of Beatles coming on here. Johnny Bravo. Uh, Toys in the Attic from Aerosmith is another good one. Uh, but where would you go? The greatest album you ever bought. The one that just turned you on so much that you just, you know, you just had to hear it. And you, you know what? You maybe wore it through. That's another one. Did you ever get an album that you just completely wore through because you played it so much? 1-800-283-101.5. Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell. You know, sometimes you have an album that's just so good the first time. You know, sometimes you have an album that's just that just sounds so good. It's such a good, great uh, first album. It's really hard to replicate. And Meatloaf had a lot of problems with that. In fact, a lot of bands in the 80s had a lot of problems with that. You know, once upon a time, you had... In the 70s, you had libraries, album after album, 60s, album after album. 70s, you were hard-pressed to get a good second album from a lot of bands. But 1-800-283-101.5. So as I said, I went on uh, Fleetwood Mac Rumors is another good one. You know, that's from Mark. I'm getting these on Facebook. Listen, it's easier. You guys could just pick up the phone. Call 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, Van Halen, 5150 which was a complete redo, you know, a complete change in Van Halen when they go from David Lee Roth Van Halen to Sammy Hagar Van Halen. Alice Cooper, killer. Have a Nice Day, Bon Jovi. Uh, there's another good one. Leonard Skinner, Street Survivors. I bought This is Mike Machetti, the comedian. Leonard Skinner, Street Survivors. I bought it a few years after some of the three members died in a plane crash. And the original album cover was them. I remember that. Uh, Garth, Breakfast in America from Supertramp. Uh, but how about you? 1-800-283-101.5. What is your all-time favorite album? And there are certain albums that you, you just love the vinyl. You know, the artwork that comes with it. That's what I most missed about the albums. Like when they went to the CDs, everything shrunk. So you want to get something that's bigger. You know, you want, you want the artwork, you want the posters, you want everything that comes with the album. You know, the sleeve. That was the beauty before the internet. When the DJs, when we got it first, we were the source. People came to FM radio to hear the music for the first time. I remember two guys, you know, one in the YSP lobby, one in the MMR lobby, synchronizing their watches so that they could both go to the studios at the same time, so that we got the albums when we wanted them, you know, when we had to have them at 7.30 in the morning. That was when it was fun. You know, you go back to 1987, that's pretty much what 1987 was like. But those albums, it's different today because I think, like, with social media, you've got so many other places to spend your time that you don't crawl into an album and, of course, there are no more albums to crawl into as much. 
you know, the way that we used to back then, when you could just let it wash over you, when you could listen to Rick Wakeman's Journey to the Center of the Earth and just take the whole thing in, or all those Yes albums. Well, 1-800-283-101.5. Can you believe vinyl outsold CDs for the first time since 1987? Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. It took CDs disappearing. It took technology to change, but still. Right, right. Because, you know, vinyl's always kind of been like the, the hip choice. Even with CDs, vinyl was still kind of there a little bit. They always, you know, the, when the CDs first came out, well, you won't get that at the beginning. Huh? Then all of a sudden, well, you know, vinyl's not so bad. <laughs> right. What's your favorite vinyl album? My favorite vinyl, you know, uh, the first vinyl I can ever remember holding was I believe it's called the nylon was it the nylon curtain the Billy Joel album was it yeah. the nylon curtain yeah that was the picture of all the houses and I think Goodnight Saigon mm -hmm. and Allentown was on that album that's the first piece of vinyl I remember holding as a kid it's a great album too. yeah it's a great album nine thirty now the latest New Jersey news from point five Steve Trevelis number to get through one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Uh, Rick Wakeman is coming around with his new album, A Gallery of the Imagination. See Rick at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City on March 31st, the Wellmont Theater in Montclair on April the 1st, and the Vogel in Red Bank on April the 3rd. He joins us now. Oh, my God, it's an honor. Rick Wakeman, how are you, my friend? I'm not bad at all. Not bad at all. So looking forward to, to coming to see you all. So you've got snow. Oh, we're getting it. We're getting it. We're just waiting for it right now. I, I, I've just I literally landed from, from England today and thought, great, I've left the snow behind. Yeah, you got here just in time, right? <laughs> you brought it with you. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Sorry about that. Hey, when I was a kid, way back when me and my friends Glenn and Jerry cut school to go see you in Madison Square Garden with Journey to the Center of the Earth, do you have any memory of that concert? Yeah, I do. I love I loved Madison Square Garden. And doing Journey there was just... Oh, it was fantastic! Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, it's it's it is a great, me genuinely a very great memory. Yeah, very much. I'd love to do it again, but uh, uh, it's rather expensive to put that on. Right. <laughs> well, now I mean, you got you got a great show coming up. A gallery of the imagination is the new album. After all these years, you still have such a great imagination. Tell us about the new album, Rick. Uh, well, it, it sort of stems very much from my first, well, my only music teacher, Mrs. Symes, where I went to in 19, 1954. And she she said to me, uh, you're, you're a painter, a musical painter. That's what you're going to be. And she said, when you've um, learned a piece, I want you to close your eyes and paint pictures to the music. And I've always done that. A lot, wow. a lot of people ask why I, I play 90% of the time with my eyes closed. And it's because I'm still painting pictures to this day. And I thought, it's, you know, it's taken a long time to get round to this, but I thought, wouldn't it be nice if I did an album where it encouraged people, if they want to, uh, to, to close their eyes and paint their own pictures to the music, or indeed even paint pictures or, or sculptures or anything that they want to do. And it's interesting already. I've had literally hundreds of, of emails come through to the website, people saying, oh, we've painted a picture to this track or done something to that track or we've built something or made something uh, and it, it does seem to have captured people's imaginations which is really nice uh, in fact one of the things that I want to do uh, starting in the UK is I want to rent um, um, 
sort of theatres out or whatever and turn them into galleries wow. and invite people to bring stuff along, you know, to hang up whilst the, whilst the music's playing. Um, I, I, I'd like to do that everywhere, really. That'd be a fun thing to do. It seems to be something that's, that's captured uh, people's uh, imaginations, which is nice because it captures mine. Yeah, what a great idea. Instead of having, like, you know, the model, like, you know, the nude model, we have your album playing, and everybody paints and sculpts to what they want. That would be fascinating to see what's turned out. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I now wish I'd written a track for the nude model. <laughs> Hey, there's going to be stories, right? An evening with Rick Wakeman, his music and stories. Give me, like, do you have any stories you remember about playing in New Jersey? Oh, Christ. I've got, I, I, I remember coming to New Jersey uh, uh, to see my, my son, Adam, play uh -huh. with, with Ozzy, uh, Ozzy uh -huh. Osbourne. Uh -huh. And uh, I, I drove down. I was, I, I was over here with, with, with Yes. Uh, and I had a day off, and he, uh, and Ozzy was who's a great friend. Oh, the the guys, some of they were all playing at uh, yeah, down in, in New Jersey, and I I drove down. Uh -huh. uh, I spent uh, and I arrived there, and uh, Tony and and Keezer and uh, and Bill I chatted with them and with with Adam, and I said, "Where's Where's Ozzy?" And they said, well, he's, "He's not here yet. He's not actually very well. He's got a bit of a throat problem." Like, oh, okay, and then. Uh, Literally, uh, about two hours before showtime, um, the message came through that Ozzy actually wasn't well enough and he wasn't going to make it. And, uh, and <laughs> uh, I, mean, I tell you what, the, the audience was absolutely fantastic. Wow. Um, they were they were they were really good about it, um, sort of. Mm, sort of. Um, <laughs> um, and basically. Uh, if it wasn't nailed down, they threw it, <laughs> and, and that included uh, included some bodies uh, that they were throwing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I, I and I said to to Tony, I mean, well, what do you recommend to do? He said, I, he said, I'd, I'd get in your rental car. I'd rented a car. <laughs> he said, I, I'd get out of here. <laughs> but they they but uh, but Tony was great. He he sort of went on the stage and with with. With Bill and 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 Keith, and I said, look, you know, Ozzy can't work. He's not he's not well. But we could easily have just sort of run away. Uh -huh. and, uh, but no, we stayed here. We're going to play. Uh, and, and Rob from Judas Priest, he 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 did did some vocals. They did a good. It was a a good show. It was. Um, you could sense that the audience weren't overwhelmed that Ozzy wasn't there. Um, but uh, it, it was quite funny as things started hitting the stage, <laughs> including, including people. I remember, wow. I remember one very strange thing. There's a, a, a woman who's ended up on the stage who was uh, just covered in tattoos. Wow. He reminded you of that when you talked about the nude lady because uh -huh. she was naked except for like, loads and loads of tattoos everywhere. How about that? The snake was interesting. <laughs> you got a great sense of humor. And that comes out when you tell the stories. This is going to be a great show. This is going to be so good. Rick Wakeman coming around. Uh, the new album, A Gallery of the Imagination. You're going to be at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City on March 31st. Uh, the Wellmont Theater in Montclair, April 1st. The Vogel in Red Bank on April the 3rd. Now, are there any keyboard players that you're a fan? that you look up to um you know, there's a lot of a lot of good players it's it, it's interesting that 
um, I like players that have a unique style. Uh, and when they have a unique style, uh, that that makes them sort of stand out. I mean, out of players sadly no longer with us, obviously John Lord and Keith Emerson, they had a style uh, that was unique, easily recognisable. Um, I mean, there are people like Jordan Rudess, he has, he has a, a style that's recognisable. Van Gallis had a style that's recognisable. There are a lot of really, really, really good players around. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a great, uh, I'm, I'm biased, of course, but I'm a great fan of my son, Adam. Uh, he is a phenomenal player. Uh, he, you learn from the best. He is he is so 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 good, um, and you know I want him to be really successful because he, he's going to be the one that chooses what care home I go in. <laughs> That's great. Hey Rick, thanks so much for coming on. Really looking forward oh, to seeing you. Real pleasure. Thanks so much, Steve. Thank you very much indeed, my friend. You got it. That's Rick Wakeman, Colonial Theater in Phoenixville. Uh, he's coming around to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City on the thirty first of March. Wellmont Theater in Montclair, April. First, the Vogel in Red Bank, April 3rd. If there's one guy you should see, it should be Rick Wakeman. This St. Patrick's Day. 101.5. We got to get Anthony Kreisen back in here. He's uh, the guy playing guitar in this song. Oh. Uh, spin Doctor. Yeah. Yes. I love uh, the song. Also, great in his own right. I saw Ryan Bissell's in here with me. What's going on? I got a sneeze. That's what's called on. <laughs> Okay, I got that out of the way. <laughs> so you're supposed to cover that. When I talk, you just, when I'm sneezing, you talk. I don't know. I wanted people to get a little bit behind, behind the scenes, a little quiet sneeze. Behind the end. sneeze. Behind, yes. Yes. behind, behind the, the sneeze. sneeze with Steve Trevelings. Uh, man, Rick Wakeman was great. That, yeah. He's amazing. And what a sense of humor, too. He's good. I mean, he's got a story for everything. But, um, you know, he was, you know, back in the day, he still is one of the greatest keyboards ever. Yeah, I was uh, looking through some of the things. Uh, he's made, you know, a lot of big name lists, you know, like, you know, number, like, I, I've, I the, the name of the, the, the chart is currently escaping me, but he was like number two on it. Billboard of, charts? It might, it might not have been Billboard specifically, but he's really high on most, like, people's, like, prog rock, like, pianists. Oh, when you look at, look at the keyboards he played. Oh, I mean, man. he did an entire, you know, journey to the center of the earth is Rick on keyboards. And that's when he left Yes and did his own album. That's what I was saying. My, my friends, you know, make sure you ask him if he remembered that show. <laughs> She's like, sure he did. Uh, but he did. And uh, But it's great when a guy like that, because you know what? They're at the age now. It, like, back then, you couldn't get near these guys. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, the well, two things happen. You know, the older a performer gets. One, uh... They want to talk more. And the reason they want to talk more is because they got stories to tell. Yeah. And also, the more they talk, the less they have to play. <laughs> so <laughs> if I tell you a story, I don't have to play. I could, I could eliminate three, four songs and just sit here and talk about my life. Yeah. And they're so much more talkative. Like, look at Paul McCartney. I mean, he's 80 years old. And I was going to ask him, some, you know, the yes would be Beatle fans. Oh. Uh, you ever hear the song, uh, I've Seen All Good People? By yes or by yeah, by yes. I, I seen all so. good people turn their heads each way. So satisfied, I'm on my way. I think the lyrics uh, are familiar. I seen all good people turn their heads each day. So satisfied, <laughs> I'm on my way. You never heard that, huh? Okay. I don't think so. In that song, it was 1971. Uh, in one of the lines in the song, uh, "Send an instant karma to me." Initial it with loving care, which was a John Lennon song, "Instant Karma." And then while they're doing their, there's another harmony is singing. All we are saying, give peace a chance. So mm -hmm. there was a lot of Beatles. And I had John Anderson on 
Uh, we also had Tony K on. We had the Yes guys on the show. Yeah. And Andersons, yeah, they were big Beatle fans. Uh, and Wakeman, you know, I mean, he left the band early. But is there an album? Now, you're, like, you're kind of young for the album, Jenner. Yeah. Were you an album guy? Were you ever into albums, or were they before your time? Um, so we started off with CDs, but then when my brothers and I got to be like older teenage years, uh, that was when my parents finally felt we were ready and they busted out the containers of, uh, oh, vinyl. the 45s. Yeah. The vinyls from back in the seventies and sixties and eighties. So we have like a lot of, ori uh, like a lot of like original pressings of a lot of, you know, big albums. Really? Uh, a lot of Beatles albums, Billy Joel albums. Cause my brother's a huge Beatles and Billy Joel So when Joel you fan. got these and you started playing them. I agree. When you're by yourself and you throw one on, what was the one that just made you go, wow? I think it would have been, it was a Hall & Oates album, believe it or not. Okay. Um, I forget which one it is, but they're in sort of like an like a diner, I think. Okay. okay. Uh, it's, it's, that's the album cover. Do you remember the song that's on it? I, I think... She's Gone? I think it might have had She's Gone on it, yeah. That's the one from that's early Hall & Oates. Yeah, I remember... Sarah Smile was another early Hall & Oates. Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing that album. Um, and, you know, it's not one that I'll necessarily go back and listen to, but it's the first one that I ever sat down and listened to it and was like, wow, this is a very different experience than, you know, clicking on the Spotify words and, you know, listening to the digital version in my headphones. Like, it was like a... Everything made experience. sense. Yeah, yeah. I said it all comes together, and that's that's what's missing. You know, the idea of just letting an album just wash over you and getting lost in it, and not like listening to it while you're checking your messages, while you're on your Instagram, while you're sending a text. Just close your eyes, take whatever beverage or edible you need to make <laughs> you happy, and let it happen. You can listen on demand to New Jersey 101.5's Dennis and Judy. I have a very good sense of when to stop talking. Really? Listen anytime and anywhere on demand. Subscribe to Dennis and Judy's On Demand show wherever you get podcasts. You can also hear it for free on our New Jersey 101.5 app. Thanks to our sponsor, Value City NJ with nine locations in New Jersey or online at valuecitynj.com Dennis and Judy oh, now available on demand from New Jersey 101.5. WKXW Trent. New Jersey Chime Time is 10:10. So, uh, amidst all the hustle and bustle of the weekend, who remembers this? This is the theme from Beretta and uh, Robert Blake. Nutley's own Robert Blake passed away at the age of 89. And uh, it was remembered last night uh, on the Oscars. Did you watch the Oscars? I, I don't watch the Oscars. I, I want to see movies. I don't want to hear politics. And uh, Jimmy Kimmel hosted it this year. Uh, if you want to see Chris Rock, you go watch the Chris Rock special. Jimmy Kimmel hosted the Oscars this time. And uh, he says, uh, during the memorial, I guess Blake wasn't included. And he said, uh, the interactive part of the show, uh, in the memoriam segment, everybody please get out your phones, even at home, it's time to vote. If you think Robert Blake should be a part of the in memoriam montage, text give me a Blake, give me a Blake to the number on your screen, or to any number. Uh, but he died at 89 years old. I was a big Beretta fan. Robert Blake, 
from Nutley, New Jersey. And uh, you know him as an actor. He was in Cold Blood. Uh, he was in um, Helltown, the TV show. He was Beretta. Uh, he was acquitted in the 2001 shooting death of his second wife, Bonnie Lee Blakely. He went to jail for a while. And uh, he came out and uh, died peacefully at his home. Uh, spent the rest of his life. He started off uh, with the Dead End Kids. And he was one of the rascals, if I'm the young rascals, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, the way Beretta came to be, uh, Beretta started off as Toma. And Toma is a real-life Newark detective who, uh, one time, in fact, I was a huge Toma fan. Tony Musanti played David Toma. David Toma was a Newark detective who, instead of using weapons, he used disguises uh, to uh, capture the crooks. And the show ran for one year. Tony Musanti played David Toma. As a matter of fact, to Toma's daughter, Donna, once called the show. And, um, but Tony Musanti played David Toma. And uh, I forget, Susan... Uh, I forget who played his wife. Uh, Susan Strasberg. That's who it was. Lee Strasberg's daughter. Susan Strasberg played his wife. And the show went one year. It was on ABC. It did very, very well in 1974. And Tony Musante had said he was only going to do it for one year. So at the end of the year, he leaves the show. So ABC decides to recast Toma. Only instead of David Toma with a wife and kids, they turn him into Tony Beretta. And Tony Beretta is not a Newark detective. He's an L.A. detective. He's an L.A. like private eye detective. And uh, he uh, catches the crooks out there. He's living in a boarding home. He's got Billy, uh, played by Tom Yule. He's got a pet cockatoo named Fred. And uh, he would talk to Fred. And uh, he had his cast of guys, right? Uh, Rooster was his informant. And uh, it was a great show. I really liked the show. And Robert Blake, when he went on Johnny Carson, was hysterical. Go Google Robert Blake on Johnny Carson. Uh, it was hysterical. So I guess, like, you know, uh, in, honor of, in honor of Robert Blake, uh, who's your, who was your favorite television detective? And the, the role of the TV detective has changed so much. Like, some of the coolest detectives, I think, were from that era of the 70s. Like, I got to go mid to late 70s. You know, Rockford was a great detective, uh, played by James Garner. You know, here you go. Those guys, they were loners. Rockford was like the reluctant detective. Rockford being a detective was a real pain in the ass. <laughs> you know, when you see Rockford, you know, because up until then, like the 50s detectives, the 60s detectives, they were the cool detectives. They got in fights all the time. Uh, they got the girl. They came out on top. Mike Connors is Mannix, uh, which had to go off the air because they thought it was too violent. And I had Mike Connors on the show once, and he was great. In fact, Mike Connors told me that he was one of the guys that uh, auditioned to be James Bond. But... Give me a detective that you enjoy watching, or a TV detective that you enjoy watching. The role of the TV detective has changed, too. Now more and more of the leads are women. Uh, but who's your favorite television detective? Rockford was good, like I said, James, played by James Garner, with Stuart Margle and his Angel Martin. You know, and that was on from what? Uh, I'm thinking like 74 to 79 or something like that. But... Uh, Beretta, I think, was on 75 to 79. 
Um, Magnum, of course. Magnum they brought back. They recast Magnum. Because Tom Selleck uh, now became... Like, Tom, I think Magnum, in some poll I saw, was like the top TV detective of all time. But 1-800-283-101.5. Give me your favorite television detective. Now, uh, Tom Selleck, of course, is uh, Frank Reagan on Blue Bloods. So they got a new Magnum. and I can't remember his name. There's a great show on now uh, called Will Trent. And it's on ABC on Tuesday nights at 10, and they DVR it. That's a really good show. But the role of the detective, the evolution of the TV detective has changed. They're a lot more vulnerable now than they used to be, you know, back then. And again, like the, the, the ones I like had a little comedy in the mix as well. You know, they were like reluctant detectives. They were like, there was, there was a little humor going on, like with Jim Rockford. You know, he was, he was, he was cool. He was like funny cool. You know, the stuff that would happen to him would just drive him nuts. 1-800-283-101.5. Let's talk to Andrews in Sussex on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Steve. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a, there was so many of those type of shows, um, especially in the seventies. I don't know where to begin, but close. Do you remember Kolshak? The Night Stalker. The Night Stalker, right. He was like a vampire detective, right? Well, well, it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of sci-fi, you know, and private detective combination. Yeah, he yeah. was, I think it was, yeah, they run him on MeTV now. I think he went, he went after, like, vampires, or he went after, yeah. like, like, weirdos. Yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, that but, was a good one. Yeah, his name was Gavin Mc... Darren McGavin. Yeah, that's it. Darren McGavin. Darren McGavin. In yeah, fact, that was a good one. Do you remember a show called The Invaders? Yes. Right? Uh, Roy Thinnis played the uh, the guy? Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one, too. And, he'd shoot, and whenever you get the guy, the guy would just disintegrate. Like, whatever, whatever the, whenever he'd shoot an invader, the invader... Really easy to do television in the 60s, right? right. The invader would just disintegrate, and that'd be it. Yeah. That I mean, you know, there were so many. You had, you had Cannon and Barnaby Jones. Barnaby Jones. What I loved about Barnaby Jones was Jet Clampett becomes a detective. Right. So Buddy Epson would be like 90 years old. Buddy Epson lived about 100, and he could still right. tap that. I think Van Dyke is like 98 now, 96. But Buddy Epson, what they, what they wanted you to believe in Barnaby Jones was that not only was, Barney, was, was uh, Buddy Epson a great, you know, private eye but he could actually chase down 20 year olds catch him and beat the crap out of him oh yeah yeah he's like 90 year old barnaby jones <laughs> oh yeah you had to be physically fit to, to get these guys yeah i guess he did andrew thanks for the call to new jersey 101.5 i wanted on a 283 101.5 robert blake passes away 89 years old give me a cool television detective i don't care what era new old whatever your favorite tv detective Detective. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. Here's New Jersey 101.5. Fast traffic. 
Patrick's Day, New Jersey 101.5, giving you the luck of the Irish. You can win free New Jersey lottery scratch-offs, plus a Wegmans gift card. This is the last week to listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for a secret code word. Enter it on our app to win free New Jersey lottery scratch-offs and a Wegmans gift card. There's three lucky winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, New Jersey Lottery, anything can happen in New Jersey. And Wegmans Food Market. Stop by your local store or order at Wegmans.com. May the luck of the Irish be with you this St. Patrick's Day. All right, don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Robert Blake, he did the time and then turned out got acquitted of the crime. Passed away this past weekend at 89 years old. Your favorite television detective. Noel. Noel is, uh, where are you, Noel? You're on New Jersey 101.5. Noel, where are you? Yeah. Right now I'm at the Wawa in Edentown on the north side of Route 35. Just, oh, okay. I just decided to take a little drive, and I stopped in here, and this is the greatest Wawa going. Excellent, excellent. All right, what's your, what's your favorite detective? Kojak. Love Kojak. Oh, with Tellers of Oz, and his brother was in the show with him. Demosthenes. Yes, right. And I believe he passed away from cancer. Prostate cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Who loves you, baby? What did Kojak Kojak munch on? On a lollipop. Yeah. You know why? Because Telly Savalas was trying to quit smoking, and he was sucking the lollipops, so they put it into the character. (laughs) I quit smoking after, well, it's been 14 years. Wow. Congratulations. I was up with the three packs a day when my father passed away. I said, you're crazy. So I asked all the doctors and nurses that I know. Right. And I said, what did you use if if you did stop smoking? Right. They said, only logic, because that has the carcinogens in it. And so I stopped. Logic? Yep, logic. Yeah, logic is a good idea. No, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Kojak was, uh, he brought back baldness. He was the first guy to have the whole, the whole bald head. Uh, him and Yul Brenner. Now everybody's got a bald head. See what happens we, as, as the boomers got older. Right? You notice, as the boomers got older, baldness became acceptable. Yeah, as the boomers got older, a little thicker became acceptable. As the boomers got, right? You think about it. Uh, let's go to Joe is in Mount Laurel on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Joe. Hey, it's Joe Bruzzi. Let's go. Hey, Joe, how you doing? A great time we had today. Oh, my God, that food is amazing. Abruzzi's and Junta's deli, Italian Deli in Mount Laurel. Oh, my God, it was great. Thank you so much. I, 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 I'm in my car driving home from a pinochle tournament in South Philly, and I put you on. Right. And, and, and the subject, I couldn't help but call you. Because my favorite detective, hands down, was Columbo. Oh, he was the best. Peter Falk. Peter Peter Falk, man. I, I still watch it. I still watch it on, you know, MeTV. I love I, just just his style. The, the, you know, he always had another question. Uh-huh. He had some clear, you know, you knew who, you know, you knew the, who did it. And then you, you watched it, try to figure out how he would figure it out. Uh, just one more thing. Uh, just one more thing. And he knew what he was doing. I didn't realize for a couple of years that that was planned. If it was always uh, yeah, just one more, and, and the 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 criminals like Gene Barry, Robert Vaughn, Dick Van Dyke. I mean, he had some great yeah. villains in that show. The, the, one of the best one was uh, David Cassidy's dad, uh, Jack Cassidy. Yes, that was the clip. Dick Van Dyke was one of the villains one time. Leonard Nimoy. He just yeah, he just had 
you know, story after star. Peter Falk was always a great character actor. I mean, he played in Robin in the Seven Hoods. And he did. He was just one of those guys. <laughs> Everything. Uh, uh, Rob, Robbo, Robbo. My favorite line from Robin in the Seven Hoods was when he's toasting Frank Sinatra. He goes, and here's a man who was very close to Big Jim in the past, and he may be even closer to him in the future. Please welcome. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they open up by shooting Big Jim. Oh, my God. I love that. Uh, I just had to check in. I want to thank you for today. It was a pleasure. I'm certain we'll see each other again. Absolutely. Uh, I'm coming down for the mozzarella. No, yeah, we, we he made it if, at the end of the day because we make it fresh, we sell it out. We, yeah. you know, uh, I'm glad he didn't give you any old mozzarella, Steve. Not for you. You got to get the fresh stuff. All right, Ryan and I, we're coming back, man. Thanks for calling, my friend. All right. Take care, my brother. Bye-bye. You got it. Let's go to uh, Barry is in South Plainfield on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Barry. Yeah. Hi, hi. Excuse me, sir. Uh, do you mind if I ask you? It's Lieutenant Colombo. That guy that was just on before. Uh, did you did you know him, sir? Don't I did. Read his cheese, sir. I, I will when I see him again. That was the that was terrific. That was really good, Barry. I'm telling you. You know what? I, I love Peter Falk. He did a show before Columbo called The Trials of O'Brien. Way back before Columbo. But yeah, and he invented that character. And I Peter Falk, one of my favorite actors of all time. <laughs> Good stuff. Jiffy's in Manalapan on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, Jiffy? How you doing, Stevie? Good. How about you? Good, thanks. Yeah, Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, uh, they may bring that back, right? The two, the two of them pushing eighty years old. Uh, yeah, they they had a good camera. David Soul, remember he was in Here Come the Brides, and then he goes to that. He even had a song, "Don't Give Up on His Baby." Yeah, he was in Magnum Force too with Clint Eastwood. Yeah, he was. He, yeah, I remember David Soul. He was uh, he was the middle brother on Here Come the Brides, and uh, and who who's the guy uh, that played Starsky? Paul, I don't say that. Paul Michael Glazer. Michael, Paul Michael Glazer. Yeah, that was a good one. Jiffy, good stuff. Let's get George in Morrisville on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, George. Hi there. I was going to mention uh, Colombo, but you guys covered it. So uh, slightly more recently, uh, Monk, the sort of uh, neurotic one. Colombo with OCD, and you got Monk. Right, exactly. Yeah. Variation on a theme. Tony Shalhoub. Did you see him in uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Yeah, I watched a bunch of that. That was pretty cool, too. That's coming back in a few weeks. Oh, good. The, okay. la- the last season. To- yeah, love that show. Favorite TV detective? Uh, detective Sipowitz. Oh! Dennis France, uh, NYPD Blue. That's my favorite by far. How about that? Was, was it the, uh, the the naked rear end scene that got you there? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? David Caruso, Hoboken's uh-huh. own David yeah. Caruso. I'm surprised he doesn't kick himself every day. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, there's there are some you know rumors uh, as to why. Apparently, he was oh really semi difficult, like kind of a diva. Uh, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Well, even like as his career went, because <laughs> because you know what he did that he comes back with the Miami CSI. Yeah, but had he stayed because that show the first year 
Yeah. It was incredible. And then when he left, I mean, it stayed good, but it just it was it went in different directions. Yeah, it, it was still good with, um, oh, gosh, why, why am I uh, blanking? Jimmy on Smith. His name? Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith. Yeah, it, it was still great, but it it had a it had a little more bite with uh, Caruso. Who's the one so. that played judging Amy? Uh, Amy was that Amy, Amy Brenneman? Amy yeah. Brenneman. Yeah. She did a nude scene in NYPD Blue. Oh, did she? Yes. Well, yeah, well, well worth pausing. Well, <laughs> well, well worth back. checking out. Uh, it's ten thirty. Now the latest New Jersey news from NJ with five. Weather brought to you by W Danley Electrical. Weather is unpredictable, but with Generac Automatic Standby Generator from W Danley, you'll always have power. Right now, get 0% with financing with payments as low as $139 a month. Visit Danley911.com. Terms and conditions apply. Steve Trevelis. Man, what a night tonight, man. Rick Wakeman. Yeah. Who was that? That was really, he was, like I said, he was funny. He was, you know what? He he just had a sense of humor. He told great stories. Ozzy Osbourne. We got to get that up on the website. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh, that is, his son play, uh, plays, Adam? or played with Ozzy Osbourne. I don't know if Ozzy Osbourne's still playing. Uh, uh, no, as he stopped, he, he had stopped? A, he had to stop. He's uh -huh. sick. He's got Parkinson's. Oh man! Uh, so he had to stop. Uh, but uh, yeah, and uh, who else? Then we got tomorrow night. We got Joey Mullen from Badfinger, and then Thursday night Mark Rivera from uh, Billy Joel. Mm -hmm. um, working on something for Wednesday night. If you're an '80s rock movie fan, stick around. <laughs> uh, and of course, we got the uh, the usual clan coming in Wednesday night with Mark Riccadonna and Gemini and Justin Gonzalez and uh, the Laugh Pack. The fabulous Laugh. The fabulous Laugh Pack. They, they, that's where they want me to remind. The fabulous <laughs> Laugh Pack. But right now we got this. I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for headlines and trev lines. I read the news. As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? I was wondering the same thing, Ryan. Well, as New Jersey is quickly becoming an East Coast Hollywood, uh, we have some stars that are going to be here in New Jersey for uh, Mean Girls the Musical. Mean Girls the Musical. Yes, Mean Girls the Musical. We're going to have uh, Jenna Fisher, who was Pam on The Office. Yeah. Uh, she's a little old to be a mean girl. She's like 49. <laughs> she's playing uh, one of the characters' moms. Oh, I would hope. Yeah, okay. um, we have Busy Phillips, which is an interesting Busy person. Busy Phillips? That's her first name. Uh, she's going to be playing... Is her sister boring? <laughs> okay. She's going to be playing Mrs. George. Tina Fey. She's going to be playing the teacher. Uh, I can't even... I can't even say this name. Ali'i Cravalo? Ali'i? It's A-U-L-I apostrophe I. Okay. Uh, she was in Moana. Okay. She's going to be on there. And then Tim Meadows, who was on SNL, uh, he's going to be on there as well. What's he playing? He's going to be playing... Uh, he's going to reprise his role... As Principal Duval. Oh, okay. Yeah, From the movie, I guess. I guess so. Okay. So that's a set to shoot Jersey's in Jersey's version Jersey. of Mean Girls. Yeah. Okay. Better known as bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be around Middletown, New Jersey in March and April. So if you're in the area, keep an eye out. <laughs> Between now and then, there'll be no Mean Girls in Middletown. Not the Mean Girls of Middletown. The Mean Girls of Middletown. There sounds you go. Like a, that sounds like a TV show. The Mean Girls of Middletown, the, the musical. The Mean Girls of Middletown, the musical, yes. Yes. Um, Did you see History to World Part Two? I didn't see. I heard that it was being written. I didn't realize they'd already film shot it and released it's it. It's not a movie. It's not. It's a series. It's a TV series. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize it. See, first of all, 
History World Part One is great. Oh my gosh! History World, World so Part good. Two is twenty twenty three great. You know we've okay. ordered. You know we we know we can't go where we went, so we'll go where they'll let us go. But it's Mel Brooks. And is Mel Brooks at like, was he 94 now? He's got to be. Just the fact that he is 94, just the fact that Mel Brooks is doing it. Just to, like, to hear his voice. Yeah. Because he was probably the funniest, edgiest director anywhere. He talk about like pushing the envelope, going places you can never go. That was yeah. Mel Brooks. Today, I'm surprised that, you know, like I said, he's going as far as he could go today. But I would love to, you know, you never, the, one, the closest thing to Mel Brooks today was the uh, million ways to die in the West? Oh, that was Seth really MacFarlane. Good. Did you see that? I did. That was really Seth MacFarlane. Is just <laughs> just a bit about. There's a million ways to die in the West, and he lists them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I, and Sarah Silverman. Oh, she's so funny. She, she too. plays a she plays a prostitute, and uh, her and her her and her fiance are going to wait. <laughs> they're going to wait till the wedding night <laughs> because they're Christians. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get back to the news. Right, right, right the news. Uh, Eric Legrand uh, is growing his kingdom. Uh, he now has a podcast. Grow- was he doing herb? He's growing his. Oh, he's growing. He has a podcast. He's got a podcast now. He's also got a. He's got a great bourbon that's on our website. Yeah, so he's got his bourbon. Uh, he runs a cafe. Uh, and he gives motivational speeches, and when he's not doing all of that, he also has a podcast now called A Cup of Believe. And the a e- Cup of Believe? Yes, and the E-L. Isn't that in the bourbon? <laughs> that's the cup. Yeah, that's the cup. Um, no, that's a cup of courage. Three shots, um, you believe. Anything they tell you. <laughs> but the E and the L in Believe are capitalized probably for Eric Legrand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Get it. All right. And so uh, he's going to so be. So it's like ha- a motivational speaking kind of deal? Um, so he's going to speak to all sorts of different people, it seems like. Um, or oh, he's doing interviews. Yeah, he's doing interviews. Uh, so he's going to be uh, coming up next. It says LeGrand will speak with award winning actor Brian Cranston. Oh, That's cool. the, the guy. Did you see Your Honor? What? See what? Your Honor. Your Honor. Your Honor. Your uh, oh, you said with the name. <laughs> yes, your honor. Your honor is a TV show. Shut up. It's, a, it's <laughs> Brian Cranston plays the judge, and basically, from what I understand, uh, it's uh, y- you got to see it. Uh, well, Breaking Bad was yeah. Brian Cranston. Well, I was going to say he was also in Breaking Bad. Yes, this is like the next big deal after Breaking Bad. Brian Cranston's got a good run, going all the way back to Malcolm in the Middle. Oh my gosh, he I was he was show. amazing on that yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> One of my well, speaking speaking that of favorite blank all time favorite show, like TV show dads, mm-hmm. like he makes that list for me. When we my family like when we all gather around and we want to like eat in front of the TV mm-hmm. to this day we put on Malcolm in the Middle. Really? When they were kids, they were like, you know, you're not the bias of me now. And now we still put it on and they still laugh. It's, uh, it's good stuff. What else we got? Um, there's an abandoned beach town off of Delaware Bay in New Jersey. I didn't realize there was this place. It's uh, Sea Breeze, New Jersey. Sea Breeze? It sounds like a drink. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, what happened is that it got destroyed in a storm way, way back. And a very big sea breeze by a big wind. A sea very, breeze very, blown very, away by a big a wind. Big wind. Yeah. No, her, Hurricane Gloria hit uh, the town, wiped um, a lot of it away, submerged right. it in water. Um, but if you look at a lot of the older photos, it's, it was just another New Jersey beach town with like all of the same stuff. It's uh, it's a uh, article on NJ one oh one five by uh, well Gianna with ninety four five PST, but cross posted to our page. Um, and it's really interesting. And some it's of the just photos the you can see there. Stories of sea breeze. 
It's the stories of Seabreeze. Right. Um, and I mean, I you think that I guess everywhere in New Jersey would be like accounted for. And then, you know, you got this place. Yeah. And then there's just an area where there's like all this stuff torn That's down. That's where parents and, go for to get away from their kids. And they go to Seabreeze, New Jersey, <laughs> and they stare at the ocean for a few minutes. And then they do this. New Jersey 101. Steve Jettelese, 1-800-283-101.5. All right, go to nj1015.com. What do we got today? We got Jersey Survivor. If you were going to uh, play Jersey Survivor or Survivor New Jersey, what would the uh, challenges be? We got that. We got slang, Jersey slang, uh, because you got to know how to speak Jersey if you're going to thrive in Jersey. Well, we've got that for you. We've got Ryan Bissell with yes. the latest of the headlines in the trip lands. So, Steve, uh, before we get on to another headline, uh, New Jersey's favorite word on the list was simp. I thought it began with an F, but go ahead. <laughs> simp? Do you know what simp means? Simpleton? No. What? So what a simp is, is someone who is who will go out of their way for someone they are romantically or physically interested in with no prior guarantee that they anything will come of it. So it's like like the wait guy minute, where is it? like is the guy who's gonna like drive this girl that's not his girlfriend that he's really into that he's not sure is into him an hour to her school or something like that right and he not just does it not expecting anything not it just there's no guarantee of anything in return he no just guarantee, does it but he's hoping he does it because he wants this girl to like him that would be that guy is a simp that's the most popular word yeah what a what a simp state we are well <laughs> wait a minute in the yeah, whole so, state that's the most popular word right, a guy so, who also well, calling other people simps is the is probably why it's the favorite word. So basically, you're so stupid that you would yeah. try to do. It. Yeah, so, like why are you doing that for that girl? What are you a simp? Like that kind of like thing, I guess, is the mentality. Or why are you doing that for that guy? What are you a simp? Like you know. I get that. I get that. Yeah. But anyway. But uh, so, so so I'm trying to make it. You know what? There was I was talking to Dina Blizzard about this the other night. Yeah. Um, there's a Alfred Hitchcock's North by Northwest. Yes. Did you ever see the movie? Is that the one with the birds? That's the one. No, the birds is the one with the birds. Oh. Alvin Hitchcock's <laughs> North by Northwest is uh, the one where Cary, Cary Grant, Deborah Kerr, Deborah Kerr is hot as hell, and Cary Grant is these dashing debonair, you know. Oof, I know. Uh, I, I know this film, yes. It, it ends with the at Mount Rushmore. Yep. Remember, the, and he's ch he's, the plane is chasing him down the runway. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. There's a, the, the dinner scene. Mm -hmm. when they're having dinner and he basically says they're talking about honesty and he says my problem is whenever i meet a beautiful woman the first thing i have to do is lie to her because i have to i have to make her believe that i don't want to make love to her and i thought that was the greatest freaking line <laughs> but think about that so now you got your simp right yeah so now th this guy's willing to do this in the hopes he's willing to risk it all he's willing to put it on the line knowing he can get nothing in return in the hopes that she may like him what are the odds that that happens not good if he said are you crazy she has he has a better shot i think there was a lot more to that scene if i remember correctly but well, to, to the, well, well, yeah, because like, what happens the circumstances is the, din no, the, the dinner scene. Yeah. Because then she says to him, well, how do you know that I'm not the one that wanted you here? Yeah, right? yeah. And she turned the tables on him. It's, a, it's an incredible movie. It's a Hitchcock. It's 62, I think it was made. It's a Hitchcock thriller. Yeah. But that scene, 
you know, the idea of, you know, of Cary Grant and just that line always stuck with me. Yeah. Uh, so what's, what else we got going on? Uh, well, the Oscars happened. Yay. Um, they, they, they really did happen. I prefer the Felixes, actually. <laughs> um, so... We got some some great winners and a great. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so for the best picture, it was everything, everywhere, all at once. With the runner-up, I I know it's not the runner-up, but the Fablemans was one. of the I like the Fablemans. Yeah, I was. Gonna I say. really thought that was there. Steven Spielberg's story. and that, the yeah. actual theater. It's on nj1015.com. The actual theater where he saw the greatest show on earth was in Camden. Is he from New Jersey? He's from yes. Spielberg's from New Jersey, oh. South Jersey. And then they moved to Arizona. And oh. uh, everything that happened in the movie. Did you see the movie? I haven't. Everything that happened in the movie. Uh, it, it's his life story. It's. Uh, I had no idea that his story was that deep. Yeah. But, uh, you know, because you know Spielberg is a director, you don't know, like, how deep, you know, what his real story was. Yeah. And so Everything, Everywhere, All at Once would also go on to win Best Director, Best Actress in a Leading Role, um, Best Actress in a Supporting Role. Actor... So it's the politically correct movie this year. Yeah. It's the movie that we, we decided you should see. Yeah. So we're going to give it every friggin' award. I was going to say, we're going to give it everything, <laughs> everywhere, all at once. Yeah. More? What else did it win? It also won a... Uh, best popcorn, best tasting popcorn while watching the movie. Right. It also got best supporting role, and it got best writing, and best film editing. Did, so, it, did I, it get best ending? Uh, I don't know. It's I, about to. <laughs> See you tomorrow, pal. Great job. Jersey Radio. This has been the Steve Travelli Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.5.